This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash comicpop if you want to help us more directly. Hey, comic book readers, and welcome to a live episode of Off the Rack. Like every week, it is live, unless you're catching this afterwards, in which case, of course, you are catching the replay, which we do appreciate. So give the, like, give the video a like and subscribe to the channel. Click the bell for notifications so you know when we are going live every week on Monday nights uh, here at youtube.com slash compact returns. I'm Sal. I'm Jimmy. So we have a bunch of stuff <laughs> happening uh, that we want to get into. Obviously, New York Comic Con was just this past weekend. It was literally less than like 12 hours ago or whatever. Like we just... it, it No, it's technically been 24 hours since it ended. Okay. 24 hours since it's been over. Um, so we're going to talk about New York Comic Con. We're going to talk about Werewolf by Night because despite the fact that I didn't have a lot of time to read a lot of comics this week, I'm lamenting the fact that I didn't get a chance to read uh, the new Batman um and, and and a plethora of other books There's a ridiculous amount of books so many books that, that we I... recommended last week that we wanted to check out and that we hope you checked out as it's well uh by the way i should mention that if you want to see your favorite series survive the best way to do so is unfortunately by pre-ordering that book uh if you are interested in pre-ordering that book and you don't have a comic book store nearby uh contact a comic book store that you know ships nationally or internationally that includes yeah. places like midtown comics uh, that does that kind of thing. But uh, you can do your own research and find out and go to comicshoplocator.com to find a local comic book store in your area that will be able to supply your need or your fix, that is to say. So yeah, uh, we're going to talk about New York Comic Con. We're going to talk about Werewolf by Night. And we're going to talk about one comic book, the arguably the biggest comic book from DC Comics, uh, a, a publishing company that was not present at New York Comic Con for no good damn reason whatsoever. No, they just and stopped going to that one. They, I guess, well, you know, with their fando. Oh, wait, that was canceled. I think it's because it's across the country. They're like, screw it. Yeah, I guess they were like that. They're like, yeah, moved. you know, we didn't go last year, and uh, maybe we will never go. Yeah, were they at San Diego? Nope. Okay, then I've got nothing. No, I think that I think that the new management at uh, DC. I guess they're like, we have Batman. We don't need to go anywhere. Right. You come to us. No thanks. Now okay. what? Well, we'll just send our guys because their guys are there. They had a guy there who was coordinating talent. I meant like they're like writers and artists are there. So they don't send like, those people there. No, I know, but they're like, they're there. Yeah, like they're repping us. I mean, that, that... and like you can't like you walk down Artist Alley, you're gonna see Batman. Yeah, you're gonna see Batman. You're gonna see DC reps. I mean, the reality is that is the marketing strategy. And I don't want to just bag on DC. DC and Marvel, their their marketing strategy seems to be, you're welcome. We have some of the biggest comic book characters, and. The people who write or draw them are lucky to be working on them, but we'll be damned if we spend a dime promoting any of them, but that's on you. You know, hey, while you're writing and drawing our favorite characters, could you also promote them for us? Yeah. And you know how I many like bat cosplays or bat ancillary cosplays I saw? Most of them. Mo no, it is not most of them. No, it really wasn't. I, I did see a pretty spectacular Batman. I don't know if you saw him. Was it Zurana? Because I saw him. I did not see him. No, I saw a regular Batman. He was like a like a big. I saw dude, a big Batman. He had like a big cape, and then he like he had the rods in them, so you could open it up. Yes, I saw that Batman I was like, that on is... the main floor. I yeah, saw him like walking around. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We also saw, of course, some of the Dark Knights. 
they were like all there yeah oh well somebody was like really really good at making cosplay and had them like on display and then put people in them and they yep. walked around there's a picture i think of um, snyder and capula with yeah them. with them all yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's true uh but yeah we'll get into new york in a bit and what do you how do you what what order do you want to do this in? i think we should wrap up with werewolf by nights let's i guess we'll talk about new york comic-con yes yeah, but before let's, we do let's start that as people are trickling it exactly Hello. we should also remind you that this show is sponsored by viewers like you and nothing was more apparent to me that that is a great way to do it than seeing uh potential sponsors at new york comic-con and realizing i didn't want any of their money uh and rather i'd have you guys support us because then we can make a show that's for you we could spend a good five ten minutes talking about cosplay at new york comic-con and making a show that you want to watch that you uh, that, that represents your interests exactly. uh, but uh, that's the best way to do it is to is support us using super chats ask a question or comment here on the show and we'll read it mm-hmm. on the show and you're part of the show and uh you know that's a nice little uh, tit for tat but hey listen if you don't want to do that you don't have a youtube account or you don't feel like doing all that you can always go to patreon.com slash comic and you can have early behind the curtain access to the glowings on at comic pop i'm very it's excited behind the curtain like don't tell anybody like for example i just i made a thumbnail of a back issues that won't be out for a while or maybe it'll be out soon it depends i i kind of feel like since we shot a back issues at new york comic-con we should probably have that out sooner rather than later that's fine we'll see uh, listen next year i'll shoot for a whole spooky month i think that'd be great i, I just but i think planning it would be a good idea you know we should we do. try to and then everyone's, I, we, everyone's freaking busy the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah we should do we should we should shoot it all in november and then put it out in october a whole year just hang on to it for a year like my jla predator episode that's insane <laughs> no what i should have done is i should have we should have shot it all in august seen that yeah coming i just didn't see it coming the calendar wise no me either honestly that's my fault and that's no known. you know what i, I should have that i am i am i technically call myself the ceo of this company you're coo by the way but so that is kind of on you but I'm, like I'm, cool. I'm gonna bear uh some of the burden on that i should have been better coordinating <laughs> but the fact is no, neither of us could have foreseen the staggering drawing power of the employment for both ben and ethan and how often they would be called away and no, how busy true. they would be well yeah and th- th- there was just a lot and it was like, a lot everybody was busy we're not gonna have a halloween episode that's happening that's is happening. It? Oh yeah, it's happening. Okay. I already told him it's happening. You shouldn't pay attention in the cut. In the, I was coming. I, I was, but I, a, I don't know what book it is, and B, I don't know when the hell you're gonna it's do. Ha- it. I, t- I already scheduled it. You did? Yeah. All right. It's not this week. No, it's next week. All right. Good to know. As the editor, I should know these things. I told you it. Mm-hmm. it I put it in the chat. Great. It's that's in, that's a great place for it to go. It's in the chat. It's not like everyone's talking all the time. No, but they've hit. Things get well, lost. They better be. I better double check with them. You better <laughs> because, uh, yeah, there's no way they know. But uh, yeah, speaking of New York Comic Con, uh, we were there and we had a great time. We it may be the last time we were there as press. No, that's very true. Uh, we, and that's OK. Yeah. Uh, still like no, it's not OK. It's really frustrating. And it's and it'll be, it'll be very difficult for us to coordinate around that show if we don't get press again. But uh, I think we I think it we covered the hell out of this like show. We have like plenty, you've made a lot of connections. I have made and people a still few look, connections. Like, you know, we still rep the channel, you know? Yeah. Oh no! The the thing is, the 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 badges don't do anything for the channel. It doesn't change anything about our access. It doesn't change. Well, it doesn't. It lets you get access in early, to you, but like we never. Not even really that early. Go it's like early. We have uh, there's access to places for us to coordinate a little better. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, but I think we I think we rep the show pretty well this year. Not we to did. toot our own horns, but I think uh, I really if gotta... you follow us at the Real Zoobs on Twitter uh, or myself at Sal says what. 
you will see a plethora of posts and you will continue to see posts about New York Comic Con and only highlighting some fun stuff uh, for the next week, at least mm-hmm. uh, fun pictures of us like doing things and being with people. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, you can also follow us on uh, Instagram at Comic Pop Official, where you'll see some more f- pictures and stuff. Yeah, uh, I uh, uh, originally the plan was for my for for, I, for me to interview a, a handful of creators uh for cbr if we haven't talked about it before we certainly have but if you haven't heard it before yeah uh i'm occasionally writing columns for cbr uh, that is to say formerly comic book resources i don't think they call themselves that i think they just call themselves cbr mm-hmm. uh but uh, but i write articles for cbr every once in a while uh, it's certainly uh, more while than once uh but um as a result of that, I was able to uh, somehow bullshit my way into the skybox and allow uh, me to talk to a few high-profile creators mm-hmm. uh, and chat with them for their channel, uh, CBR Presents. Yeah. Uh, which actually we should have called our channel instead of Compop Recurrency because Compop Presents, that would have been a, kind of a fun name. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's fine. That would have been CPP. CPP, and I don't like that. I like CPR. It means that we were we were resuscitating our own careers. That's right. With a new channel, which is almost two years old. I think we're at 140 something episodes of this episode of this show. Um, but yeah, uh, if you haven't already checked them out, uh, they are available all across our social medias. But uh, I chatted with Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo at the same time just to talk about batman spawn three yeah which i was very happy to do that was a, that was a good pairing of like you with them <laughs> it's true yeah there then there were a few others that i was like oh man like i we had set up the uh the, the todd greg me interview like weeks ago like a while ago um but then when i found out that like tom was going to be on and that josh williamson was going to be there i'm like really not me josh like, was Josh was very, I'm sure he had a great time with his He did. It was a great show. That's not a problem. But like he was like, at first he was like, are you doing it? Yeah, because Josh came in after Todd and Greg. He's like, are we doing the interview? I'm like, and then <laughs> Sean was like, I'm doing it. He's like, oh, it's going to be great anyway. And, and it was. It, was. it, it was actually was. a really good interview. Yeah. I got to watch it and it was fun. Um, but uh, but we're going to just have Josh on the show anyway. Yeah. Like that'll be the way to. Not with to, me. No, probably not. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Todd and Greg were great, and uh, the episode I think you're gonna enjoy it. It's only about like eight or nine minutes long. Yeah, it's like super short for us. Well, and unfortunately, that is only because like of the coordinating. Like we just didn't have like th- the way the schedules worked out. Like they only had like so much time before the next one came in, and it was just like a, a revolving door of like awesome people coming in. Can I humble brag for you? Why not? Can I humble brag for you? I'll allow it. I don't think you're gonna bring it up, but apparently when um todd got there super early and so when like sal showed up like sal's um point of contact was like oh hey todd this is sal and todd was like yeah i know <laughs> yeah, i was. know sal yeah he's like oh yeah no i know sal we go back <laughs> and, i thought uh, it was really nice that yeah. you remembered yeah but that's the kind of business acumen you expect from todd McFarlane. this is true no this dude is uh you know he's a workhorse and a machine uh but great episode and i was really happy that we got a chance to do it and then uh at the last minute Tiffany was tapped to do an interview with Zeb Wells. I did. Uh, writer of Amazing Spider-Man and the upcoming Dark Web event. Um, I did. And I, uh, I, I, you know, the the fact is, I think Tiffany did a fantastic job. I think it's a really fun conversation. And before we all give Zeb a hard time, because I've, I've been very critical of his Amazing Spider-Man run, I don't not like Zeb Wells. And I should say he's written almost all, if not all, of the Star Wars Robot Chicken episodes. Mm-hmm. So he's like effing hilarious no he is and he's i actually <laughs> and, I, and a kind man i before i found out i was doing it i actually went to him and i got a signature on my hellions number one and yes. like, he was super excited to see it he loved that book like you know we, we chatted about it for a while like and he's just a nice guy yeah 
Like it's he's just a nice, quirky kind of fun guy. And yeah. like he loved that book a lot. You could and, tell. Uh, I mean, he did say he's like, you know, I was sad to to have it end. He's like, but they gave me enough notice, which, right? Which I was so like, it totally it. felt like that. I was like, at least you you got to end the book. He's like, yeah, they gave me enough notice, yeah. so that I was able to finish the story and like end the book, right? And I was like, I really appreciate that. I love that, which so I think much. is fun because that is actually juxtaposed against another former X Men writer. And their experience with the uh, yeah. with, with the title, mm -hmm. and because Tiffany, of course, went to Artist Alley and met with Zeb Wells and had him sign uh, her copy of Hellions, mm -hmm. which has its own acute uh, fun story uh, associated with it. But you also brought your Hawks and Pox hardcover to one Jonathan Hickman. I did. Uh, who was less than excited about? He, you know, he wasn't. Not excited. I think he didn't know what was going to happen because, like, he was there, obviously, um, with promoting my, three with worlds. Del Mundo, yeah, with, uh, promoting three worlds, three moons. Um, and um, so, like, but he also did have like X Men on the table, but like, clearly, he was really there to kind of promote that. Um, before we knew he was going to be doing anything else with Marvel, because right. I, I went to see him before the announcement. You saw him like an hour or two before the announcement that I he did. was doing magic. So I brought him the the book, and um, like I think he didn't know if I was going to be one of those people who was like, "Hey, when are you coming back?" Blah blah blah. No, and, yeah. Like, so like he just kind of took. He was it. like, "Yeah." I asked if he would like like sign it to me, and I just said, "Hey, I really appreciated the story you told." Right. And that was it. Like I was like, you were like one of the first like writers that i felt like i could get into the book and yeah. that was it like i left it really like that it was not a bad experience it's at just all. too bad that we didn't get a chance to see him after, after yeah <sighs> well if you're not sure he what was, the hell that was means much crazier i'm sure that afterwards i love so. when that happens by the way we've done that number of times at new york comic-con or other comic-cons where like we'll be talking to somebody and then like a big thing will happen i remember at baltimore comic-con we were just starting out we we're interviewing one of these different creators and i interviewed um david peterson of mm -hmm. mouse guard fame and uh, big booth, but like, you know, he'd been plunking away at Mouse Guard forever. Uh, we had talked and it was easy. It was no, uh, mm -hmm. no, no wait. Just a, such a sweet, humble guy. Still is, by the way. But oh, yeah. like, but uh, and then that night he won the Eisner oh, or the, the Harvey Award, yeah. I should say. And then he was like, and Mouse Guard had just at, at that point exploded. Yeah. Um, similarly, I remember David Pepos being at Baltimore Comic Con last year <laughs> and then him winning a heart, <clears throat> winning a Ringo Award. Mm hmm for his uh for his independent work and uh and then he blew up mm -hmm. and suddenly he's on savage avengers like wrecking things with uh with Deathlocks and 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 punisher 2099s and it's just it's it's great mm -hmm. in fact uh you know david's aware of the show and uh, we chatted with him a little bit la uh, actually yesterday you did i didn't i, I literally well, i say we I'm, I'm referring to the the entity that is okay yeah no because like literally every time i'd go back past his booth he wasn't there he was someplace else doing something else like i just every single time yeah the booth was, i was like damn it like, i know i know but he's such a sweet dude and uh awesome. and and you know and and genuinely talented as well we that's great we dig savage avengers and we dig what he's working on he's got more coming on i also had a chance i got um moon knight signed by jed mckay that's right you and, did uh, how was that i, we didn't was actually very, I was there i was there by myself and i went up to him and like, i was like that is jed mckay and he was by himself like i gotta tell you guys I, some of the creators like if if they're with a group it's a very different experience i think for them than if they're there on their own mm -hmm. and like M mckay at, was definitely there just on just repping own. himself and, like yeah. he was just there like it was like to know like fanfare like, explosion i felt really bad honestly um but i brought him moon knight and i i want i want to tell you guys i made sure to mention that like 
anyone I talk to about this book, because I never like to be like, mm, can I do a show? <laughs> and on that show, we talk about no. I, no, it's very like, rare. Any, we talk all I said about was that. anyone I talk to about this book loves this book. And it really seems to resonate with everybody. So I tried to pass along the love that the comic pop community has for to Moon him, yes. yeah, without trying to like to like yourself to humble brag myself exactly. So, like, which he was very, very like um appreciative yeah like, he was like it's so great to hear that it resonates with people oh, that's great. And, like he really likes this book and um like when i was like i can't i'm like i can't wait for more and he's like the next ep- issue's out like this week or is it next week i don't remember i think it's next but week. more is coming oh and i was like okay <laughs> it was really nice so, yeah just a nice dude and uh yeah you know if you ever see a creator like that that you happen to like and they're like there on their own like say definitely something nice. say something nice yeah, yeah give them give them a little something yeah so but like i did i try to pass along guys <laughs> yeah i talked to uh to dubbers uh which was a lot of fun that's mm-hmm. to say d dubs or daniel warren johnson which is like my I'm, I'm 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 trying to make dubbers work as a nickname i know you are hey dubbers what's up uh but no he was he was there and again he was he's represented by uh felix mm-hmm. uh and um and he was super friendly and fun and we chat a little bit about like uh and here's a little fun inside info about uh about beta ray bill which is an incredible series that you should definitely buy and if you haven't already you should pick it up um, but uh, the opening issue is, of course, like uh, Fin Fang Foom uh, possessed by a symbiote thanks to Null and he's fighting Asgard. And uh, when they first pitched the idea, they were like, oh, it'd be awesome if like, you know, some alien force came in to attack Asgard. What about the brood? And he was like, fuck drawing all of those little aliens. <laughs> How about just this? That's awesome. And it was just one effing dragon. Of course, it's Fin Fang Foom. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that little behind the scenes uh, yeah, tidbits yeah. about that kind of thing. And I picked up a hardcover of Murder Falcon and he uh, did a remark for me of just th- this big. I love how he, he's drawing. He's like, I love how he gets more yoked every time I draw him. He's just more. And he pulled it's... out this Posca pen with like this fucking chisel and he's just like, yeah, watching him draw is, really is, cool. is just a rare privilege. So you should definitely go subscribe to Dover's channel yeah. and watch him on Fridays. Just draw the shit out of things. I got to see him. Uh, make those onomatopoeias that he that he that he mm-hmm. works on. How he does those in, in the last episode is so great. Yeah, that's like honestly something else that's interesting too. Like if you're ever in artist alley, um, like don't go and like booth barnacle them or like stare at them for too long. But like check out the artists who are they're drawing because sometimes they'll play it down. And you can like like I'll like maybe watch them for like thirty seconds, right? Just to see what they're doing. It like it's incredible. Yeah, no, it's incredible true. to watch them do it because it's like it's such. For them, it's like, yeah, they're just doing it. But, like, if you think about it, they're doing it in a very public place. Yeah. And, like, all their, like, talent and mistakes are on display. It's just it's just really fascinating. And I love doing it. Yeah. I love, like, just checking in. You also get to see because they're clearly working on commissions. Because oh, yeah. They tend to have lists. That they set up ahead of time. Like, sometimes before the con even that, started. Sometimes they'll have signs that are, like, you know, commissions are still open. And so if you get there soon enough, you might be able to get on a commission list to yeah. get something like that weekend so yeah it's pretty like it's, it's cool to check out it's true yeah mateo lolly was there like there's so much good art and like i've just run out of space for things yeah there's so many people there that i was like i can't believe these people are here i know i never got to to see alvaro martinez bueno oh, like i had the book he was on lunch and then i never got back i'm yet. sorry it's okay yeah it's like dang yeah dang but i did get to meet peach momoko you did and it was before the whole controversy took place it was really nice that you got like a when pleasant did, experience when did that happen uh i think that either that day like later that day or the following day yeah but, I, had, uh, I had an opportunity and like you know she was delightful yeah no and there's the controversy is not in any way uh, i shouldn't like suggest that without any context like peach momoko did nothing wrong it was a just her situation where like she had a huge line she had a lot of people who wanted like to meet her and get her signature and and more importantly get some drawings from her and uh she was like 
the the prices were ridiculously fair like lower than fair like yeah and and as a result it caused like a a, a, a you know a madhouse for like access and and it, and it caused like people to behave uh you know inhumanely to each other and, yeah. and it really and like it really annoyed the shit out of me well it's like it's there's a couple of things going on there because they were like, like yeah they were getting her art but they weren't going to keep it they were trying to resell it yeah and like so like i like the, when I met her, it was in a completely different situation. I didn't see her in Artist Alley, right? Which now under I get that sign. Yeah. There was literally a sign on her booth that says, like, Peach will not be signing at this location. Yeah. Longer. That was uh, her booth at the... And I remember actually going to that area. I, I jumped into the Dan Mora line uh, very early on in the mm-hmm. day, uh, on the first day. And uh, it was only six or seven people. And I'm like... And the line wasn't moving. I think that they were they were doing something. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'll leave. And I go by and I saw Peach Momoko's line and it would all was already like the length of a of a row of tables. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is going to be nuts. Yeah. And I went upstairs and I saw that Midtown Comics had coordinated a few like key signings. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Peach Momoko. Yep. And it was one of those things where it was a ticketed thing. There was no like, you know, there was a maximum <laughs> amount of people that could be there and uh, around that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so around the next the next day. Mm-hmm. So I inquired, I found out when that was going to be, and then we coordinated to make sure that someone got in that line to get a ticket for that signing, and it you, was you me. would benefit and, of that. And I had, like, it was, a like, my my experience with her was memorable. And right. Wonderful. And, yes. And um, Midtown, of course. Midtown ran the signatures for that, so, like, there was a fair price for things, like, yes. right? Because, like, really what the deal was, like, you had to purchase something from Midtown. Right. You had to purchase one thing, and then you could get two, and then Peach said you could get five. <laughs> She was like, no, they can do five, apparently. Oh. And then they were like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, because they know. Well, They and- were taking control of the situation. It- and I was like, you know what? She really needs to get into one of those groups that can like help that can to handle run that. that for her, right? Yeah. Because it's like, she, like, she, you know, I, I don't know if she have any, like, American convention she's done, right? I, I don't like, know. It was a delightful experience I had with her. I came up, I asked if they would personalize her handler, help to translate that, mm-hmm. um, because english is not her first language nope at all um so she mainly speaks japanese obviously and um they worked it out she made one mistake in my name and then the, <laughs> i was like no it, i love that yeah like she put in this little tiny and I, I i loved the experience she got the other one correctly yeah and, like she was just such a nice person and it really like disappoints me um in comic book fans yeah and convention goers um the people who put her in a position like this because don't forget she her culture is very different yeah um and so like she has a certain expectation on like how decorum and etiquette is going to go and like we didn't show our our best side guys and like i gotta tell you that sucks yeah like that that just sucks well and the worst of it like you know not just uh being terrible cultural ambassadors is that we will then miss out on genuine experiences in the future Mm -hmm. like if you think it's limited to just peach momoko you're crazy it's the fact is like we need to be our best selves in public, uh, particularly in these kinds of like exchanges uh, so that we can continue to have them in the future. You know, yeah. it's like the the expression we can't have nice things. Yeah, that's that's literally it. But that's why, like, um, listen, I, I this is my personal preference. But like anytime I get a signature for someone, I ask, like, will you personalize it? Because like yeah. what I want to say to them is like. And again, you don't have to do this. Like, if like you may have the intention of never like getting rid of your signatures, right? Yeah. Like, you just want the signature. That's fine. But like, that's my way of being like, this is for me. Right. Exactly. Like, like I'm not. I'm not gonna re. Like, don't put I'm, this out to my my good friend. Uh, but they only respond uh to 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 initials. Uh, his name's CGC. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, it, it just it sucks. And like, I'm just I'm I didn't know anything about this. Like, and I'm like, no. I'm very glad I met her before it. Yes. Because like, it would have been weird. She was just so 
Yeah. Nice. I know. Like, no, and she was. So nice. No, she issued a, a formal apology for the whole situation, which of course she had no like she shouldn't have done. She Not because it was that. her, you know, fault. I'm just saying, like, she shouldn't have felt obligated to do that. Yeah. And uh so, you know, that really blows. Yeah. Overall, however, uh, for us, it was a great experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> uh, not just meeting her, but also, of course, doing the show. And, yeah. Like, ben and no. Ethan were there. Tiffany was there. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to sell some of these uh, smart looking comic pop caps, which, of course, yeah. uh, are embroidered and look really dope. Uh, we had a signing at the Cubert uh, School booth on mm -hmm. Saturday and uh, quite a few uh, members of the population came. And uh, if you actually look at my Twitter, you'll see a retweet of one of our intrepid members of the audience uh, who shared uh, just a couple, a smattering, if you will, of uh, the, the the wares that we had available. Yes. And uh, so you can see them for yourselves. But I was very happy to, uh, it, you know, felt good to see uh, us sell some hats because yes. we went to when we did ZapCon, we sold zero hats. And we were like, shouldn't have banked on those hats. I, I, we've I've wanted comic pop hats. And I remember like the audience asking for well, it for like a decade. To be fair, somehow Ethan missed that we had them. And when he <laughs> saw them, he was like, we have hats. He was, he was like, first he was like, oh, man, we have hats. And then he saw how like the quality I'm not. I'm not blowing smoke. But he was no. like, these are really good hats. Like, I want one of these. <laughs> so we gave him a hat. He you got know, a hat we, for free. He gets a hat. Uh, we also had an opportunity um, to, and anyway, everyone had this opportunity. This wasn't because, like, it was us. We no. just, it was put on our radar because of our, like, channel. Yeah. Um, so we were able to go to it. Like, and again, anyone was able to go to it. But we went to the uh, Sandman Audible experience. experience yes. Which, like, which is offsite. We usually don't do offsite experiences because I'm like, whatever. And like, so <laughs> we, we were walking by and Sal was like, I did reach out to them. They said you could come. We could yeah, come they by. did encourage us to go. And I got to tell you, that was an incredible 15 minutes. Yeah. The whole group went and we all left like, like, whoa. Like, and we had people <laughs> in our group who were really unfamiliar with the world of Sandman. Yeah. And like, just the experience itself was amazing. It was very much one of those like, art things brought to life like yes. one of those art experiences brought to life it was well thought out like creative people worked on it yeah, and, and, and it they, they, it wasn't like they broke the bank doing it no but it also didn't look cheap no and it was like i wish was they i wish careful. they could have done it for all of these but we're now on volume three and i'm like damn they're not gonna go back and like do, do them over again yeah, but it was 15 minutes a completely free experience and it was like i was like oh, i wanted more yeah but like it was free it was you, you shot some stuff we should put that together and release it asap yeah because it was honestly it was utterly incredible and i, I loved it yeah uh, i should say say that there is a member uh, of our audience who is in the chat right now who should have uh, unfortunately wasn't able to make it at new york comic-con i should just tell him uh to post their art on instagram yeah please just post your art we we had because i haven't seen it yet and nope. uh, i know we talked about this at the last convention yeah, and i told you anything uh you know that, that and it's been i don't want to have to run into you at the next show and have this exact conversation because so let's just wrap it up now and let's say just, let's get that art you're posted. gonna get your art posted just... when he does you'll see it and it's gonna be great let's uh, and, oh okay additionally um Oh, no, you go ahead. No, no. I got to look up the name of something. Okay. Uh, well, in addition to that, well, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, your convention experience is limited to like your uh, access, availability, time. Um, and uh, we were able to dedicate more of it than your average uh, goer. But uh, I should say we had a great time. We, we, we had a lot of fun uh, and we, we, we had a lot of great interactions. Um, uh, I don't think we had any, we didn't go to any of the industry parties. Not that we were invited to any, but you know, <laughs> but no, uh, we, were. we, we were invited didn't... to one or two of them. And unfortunately, by the last, the last one that we uh, were invited to, we couldn't make it. And I do apologize to my good friends over there uh, for not being able to go. Yeah, to that. we were, we were just, we were wiped. just, we were just, we were just so destroyed. Fucked. And, uh, you know, but, uh, but by, you know, but we had a great time. The the con is a really fun experience. I hope everyone uh, was safe and healthy and, and had a great time. If you did go and if you don't, I would, I would recommend checking it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, hey, listen, it's not even over. 
No, it's because true. Baltimore Comic Con is coming. Yeah, and we're going to go to and that. And we're going to that. So yeah. if you are interested in going and seeing us at Baltimore Comic Con, we are not going to have any panels. We are not going to have any booths. No, it's just like con we like to go to. So if you see us, please say hello. And that, and I did we did notice that people did like take us up on that. Oh like, yeah, no. I was on the floor. People said hello, and, and like, we took pictures, and that. we will always do that. So like, like even if you just want to say hi, even like, you just want to say hi. hi. But like, like if you want to totally do a pic, fine. we'll do it. But yeah, um, um yeah. Well, I was going to say, uh, additionally, the floor mm-hmm. itself they had opened it up this year. The Javits yes. extended the size, or not the Javits, but New York Comic Con yeah. took over where, like, where the panel rooms were. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a door there, a yes. huge wall, like Javits-sized door that they could open up, and so they pushed a bunch of the con out to there. Yep. So they were able to add some booths, but also widen a few aisles here and there. Yeah. Some areas were still totally screwed. Yes. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but they definitely were. There were still a whole bunch of choke points, but the main aisles was a lot easier to get across. Yes. So you were less like congested every single place yeah there was also a very large anime presence this year mm. so if you were an anime fan there was a lot for you i felt like this year more so than in past years yeah um, but going back to the art thing yes like post your art and here's why because you never know what's going to happen um at in new york comic-con and rs alley there was a booth there that was supposed to be filled by an artist um but unfortunately uh they passed away they passed away he, he had had um I, i'm gonna butcher his name because he's a korean artist yes. but it was uh, kim jung gi mm-hmm. um he's if you've never seen his art or the way in which he created his art please when we're done with this video go check him out because he's absolutely incredible um and unfortunately um i think on his way to flying out yeah he had suffered from a heart attack yeah. and um they were unable to do anything to help him he's quite young yeah um but, yeah. but the way in which they honored him at the show i thought was really really respectful yeah. they they did not give away his table and nope. instead they dedicated it as a kind of like mm-hmm. memoriam to him so yep. like it was it was actually i've never seen anything like it before no, where it was, was just like his table and it had like all these flowers and mm-hmm. you know just these, these little and, like people could come up and mementos yeah and, like i think a lot of the art artists down there did so i think so too like he's an utterly incredible artist so yeah it was it was was really nice to see but also like it was heartbreaking yeah Yeah, it's true uh yeah and uh, also i want to shout out uh we saw chris from comics ropes he was there and we got a chance to hang out for a few minutes you did i did not no it's true i was in line no that's right but uh yeah (laughs) because uh, i met steve from blue's clues that's right he was there (laughs) and it was delightful (laughs) <laughs> i'm not surprised yeah i, I you know, that was all your experience yes. but uh I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to have that experience Me too. we're not we're not usually the people who wait in lines for autographs like that no, but every once anymore. in a while yeah once in a while we go for it uh so let's get in, jump into some super chats yeah, really let's quick do that, uh, and then we'll switch over to um the to next comics thing. uh brian rollins as always we can't wait for the rewatch comic pop rules thank you very much Thanks. brian you rule uh access comic pop woo thank you very much axe we do appreciate it man uh woo indeed woo for yahoo for comics uh irons comics says hey guys hope your day is going well i am currently in the middle of reading the kindly ones nice. wanted to ask if size barriers the dreaming is any good it is it is. And like if you're just fresh off of reading Sandman, a lot of stuff's gonna resonate with you. Um, because Sidus is research and clearly like there's a whole like group of friends over there. So like you oh, know yeah. he knows his stuff. Like yeah. you no, know, it's quite good. Um it, it is it different from Gaiman, of course, because they're just two different writers with two different voices. Um, but like I, I think he does a very nice job. Uh, if you haven't already, you could also pick up um Overture. Mm. If you want to do a little like um pre pre gaming. Yeah. <laughs> Not pre gaming, <laughs> but like a little um prequel kind of yeah. thing. Yeah uh carl maxi if the celestial were to judge the dc universe characters who would pass or fail how would it uh how wild it would be if batman fails and red hood passed well bet red hood is uh, an unapologetic person but so is batman so it's interesting see it's interesting too but like 
I don't know. Batman does the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really change anything. No. But like he continues to think that he needs to do this. So he might not pass. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it would be, be interesting to see. I would love to see that. Yeah. Uh, or that concept. Mm hmm. Uh, Mongoose, the artist, heard Superman stuff was announced by New uh, at New York. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. They did announce that Josh Williamson's taking over Superman, and uh, John Kent's getting a different book, mm -hmm. and uh, the Superman family is going to be uh, really relied upon. They introduced some new characters earlier on, and uh, everybody got new costumes for no good reason whatsoever. And uh, so I'm not excited whatsoever. But like, I am excited to read Josh's Superman. That's the yeah, only thing I can. There you about. go. Uh, Chocobo Kid, uh, I got the notification while watching Werewolf by Night. Now that uh, I just finished watching it, it was amazingly good. Well, I'm glad you liked yeah. it, man. We're going to talk more we about that talk more about in it. a little bit. But Ray Farr says, Kampop Woo. Hey, another woo. Not woo! Bad. I love this is the day of woos. Yeah, mm -hmm. liked each of your interviews for CBR tips. Hat game is always on point. Thank Either you. of you have any hype for Gotham Knights? Not so much. No, not really, uh, but I am going to play it, and I'm hoping that I get hyped for it. Because sometimes when I'm not hyped for a game, like, It'll with help. Ghost of Tsushima, like I was like interested in it, but like I was not like hyped for it, and yep. it turned out to be like one of the greatest games I've ever played for me. Like yep. it was just a great experience for me. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. And also, thank you. My hat game was actually the same for three days in a row. Yeah, because of like the like I wore it the first day and I liked it with the outfit, and then the second day I was like I'm gonna wear it again, and then the third day I was like I found out I was doing the interview, so mm -hmm. I was like. Well, I guess I, well, I want. I thought I was doing it the day before. Yeah. So like I was like that's my interview outfit. And right. Then I had a yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chocobo Kid says, Tiftober, let's go. <laughs> nice to hear you two had a good time in NYCC. Well, thank, thank you very so much, much, Chocobo Kid. Thank yeah. So and by the way, it was so nice to meet so many of you that we, this year we got to definitely put some faces to some names that we've seen in the chat before. And yes. So it was such... Some of them more than others, like some of them longer uh, than yeah, others. Yeah. Like some people that we've seen in the chat who are here right now. It was yeah. very nice to meet all of you. And thank you so much for being so kind and um, just being awesome. Yeah. It was great to meet you. And we're uh, we're looking forward to seeing you again someday soon. Yeah. Uh, Max Finkel says hey y'all uh a lot of thoughts on astro city thanks honestly here's a little thing i've never read astro city uh i know that kerpusic uh really that's like the thing he is known for and i just I, I i at that point i was not a big like jsa you know like old school non-established characters kind of uh, like fan and uh, we have it but i've just i've never bothered uh ray far i don't know how uh i don't know much about todd mcfarlane but he seems like a cool dude i've been going crazy for his dc figures every fig is a work of art um they're great uh and i and i dig them and as i understand it uh part of the deal of making batman spawn was that they had to make the action figures too so mm -hmm. we are getting a batman spawn two pack or at the very least we're getting batman spawn figures uh we are at least getting a shitload of variant covers that are all dope looking mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, uh, and, and Todd is very, like, fun and interesting and down to earth and, uh, you know, well-spoken. It's a really great experience talking to him no matter what. It was insane that, like, Todd McFarlane was there, Greg Capullo was there, and uh, Frank Miller was all at the yeah, convention. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Frank was less accessible than the others. Oh, but, sure. like, yeah, it was it was cool. I, I didn't even bother. I was like, maybe I'll meet Frank. Nah. Because we have the ticket to meet him in Baltimore. I hope so. Somewhere. I was like, you, I, I want to be like, you better show up this year. <laughs> uh, Rami Darwish says, great job on these CBR interviews. Well, thank you very much, Rami. Thank we really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Uh, Tom says, hey, guys, hope you're well. I hope the fall of X stuff is a BS misdirect and looks like Connor is the new stylist for the super fam with them jackets. <laughs> I know, right? The 90s are back. Jackets. I'm waiting for boob windows. More, more 90s trends. But yeah, but man, like boob windows across for everyone. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, for anyone and everyone. But hey, we I remember when we said when 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 Hawks, Pox and Docs came out, I was like, Fox is coming. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, Cat Lawyer will defend for treats. Did you see mm -hmm. the Ultimate Spider-Man mod? Looks dope. I've seen every mod and they're ridiculous. Ultimate Spider-Man, MTV Spider-Man. Uh, all the mods for Spider-Man have been incredible looking. 
Uh, I've played that game so much. I'm not going to get a PC for it. I'm good. No, that's fair. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I would I like to I guess I have them. to replay it at some point before the next one comes out yeah. because I have no saved game file anymore. Mm. I don't know what happened to it. It's just gone. That's rough. Uh, rough. Mickey Veach, I think it made, reading Amazing Spider-Man would be much more frustrating if it wasn't a bi-weekly schedule right now. We're 10 issues in and we still don't know what Peter did. Imagine writing monthly for that. Or uh, waiting monthly. For waiting that. monthly for You're that. You're going to have to wait if you watch my interview. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, honestly, like, that's, yeah, I, I don't like the bi-weekly schedule and I guarantee you they don't either. So, uh, you know, that's not. You're, you're not the only one who hates it uh pedro vengas a uh, favorite creator that you met at new york comic-con it's you, you can't pick your favorites but i will say that like all the creators that we did meet were awesome uh we had a creator come up to our table while we were doing a signing we had two creators come up to our booth while we we're signing uh and, and it was really really terrific to meet them um yes and like or, i or feel really badly because they gave me a book and they were like you should bring it over to that booth and then we had to leave to go get lunch and i never got back down there and then when i remembered the book was at home yeah but i what matters to me is i'm going to read it mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about it mm -hmm. um but yeah it's been it was great and then and there's I mean, like, no shortage of there's them. so many creators that i enjoy like just in general and having a chance to meet them but my favorite interaction mm -hmm. i think was the peach momoko one. Oh yeah yeah <laughs> You know, but, uh, you know, Josh, Jim Zub was there. We hung out with him. We, we bumped into him a couple of times. Mm -hmm. um, I saw I saw Ryan Stegman the other like the other day, mm -hmm. which was really fun to like, reconnect with him and the guys. Uh, you know, I saw Donnie for a few seconds. That was that was fun. I only saw uh, Meg. Yeah. But not that I know her. I just know her name. Yeah. And she's super cool. Uh, MMNN says, uh, I feel the problem with current Amazing Spider-Man run are the mid-arc issues. The 900 issue, the Gala issue, the AXE issue. The actual first arc of the run was quite good. I'm sure the next one will be as well. I, I know a lot of people really like the first arc. So I think like, and I think that's the problem is that it's been mired in tie-ins and, and, and interruptions. Well, it's not helping too is that they're also launching into an event and like he's not going to do anything with it. I think I think he's still March. Yeah. Or after December sometime. Right. Exactly. No, because it launches in December, so things are not going to be revealed until March. No. So, but that's so. okay. Like you know, it's just wetting your appetite. Yeah. Uh, Denial. Uh, Werewolf by Night was the most pure fun I've had with an MCU property since Ant Man. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I think you're gonna. I think we're gonna be really in for a treat with Ant Man three. All right. So we want to talk about Dark Crisis. Let's talk about Dark Crisis, shall we? I mean, like, listen, it's Dark Crisis. It's written by Josh Williamson with art by Daniel Samper. I am very happy that the uh, that team managed to uh what's it called keep it together like they were able to like they, they, you kept it together they have kept it together like they were able to like, sh like work as a team and not have to like worry about yeah delays or uh you know having to find another like artist work with them you know what i mean like mm -hmm. there was no it, it's it's the same creative team the whole time right 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 and that's fantastic mm -hmm. uh yeah, so this book is issue five of seven. We are getting closer to the end of the crisis. I believe the crisis has just begun. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember you saying, uh, I think on the last issue for uh, that, uh, that was if they had started here, you'd be more excited about it. Yes. Um, now that we are here, obviously we've uh, we've had the the else worlds revealed, the heroes worlds revealed. They're uh, they're breaking through and they're yep. reuniting the Justice League. Meanwhile, uh, Dick Grayson is working feverishly to try and like figure out how to deal with the Dark Army and uh, what's it called? Well, not the Dark Army, but rather the um, the Death Stroke Army. I'm sorry, it's a great super chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Thorn Identity. No, you're mired in Titan, Sal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't. I, I do have a lot of. I I, I feel like my Titans. Uh, you know, they're relevant. They're important. They're key. <laughs> 
they reveal things that are really important <laughs> oh to the God, story. That really got me. No, it's true. That is so hard. You were mired in Tyrants. That is so, yes. Fair. You'd fit right in with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yes. Uh, so Dark Crisis, you know, um, Dick Grayson's taking the fight to Deathstroke. The Justice League is reforming. They go and face uh, Pariah. Pariah, uh, you know, key moments are revealed to have been revealed in tie-ins and uh, and then revealed that it doesn't matter. You know, you have to read them because, like, Flash shows up and says, like, uh, what is it? Pariah isn't controlling the darkness. or What was it? Is it the darkness isn't controlling, controlling him? Or yeah. he's not controlling it? Yeah, he's not controlling he's it. He's not controlling it. It's controlling him. It's, yeah. But he thinks he's in control. Yeah, and he's got his machine, and they and he, oh, and he and he and he relaunched the uh, the multiverse yeah. in the previous issue. So now, and then they're falling apart. Oh no, it's not yeah. stable. What's right. he gonna do? Um, What's he gonna do with that multiverse? Yeah, but we also found out that uh, apparently, um, you know, the energies that are being created from the Elseworlds made for the Justice League are being siphoned to help respawn this multiverse and. Uh, that the heroes themselves are tied to it. So if their else worlds die by like leaving them, then so too will they. So, Hey, listen, there's some stakes here. What if the justice league, you know, it's, it's united and free, but like if they go back to earth zero, that means that the else worlds will die and they too will pass. I don't think that's true. Sure. Uh, but you know, some serious shit is happening. Uh, plus like Superman <laughs> figures out how to use his, you already killed them once. I bet you won't do it again. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, okay then. <laughs> we'll see. I bet I do. I bet I do. <laughs> I don't think he's going to, but I don't think uh, so no, he will. Like it'll look like they die and then they won't. But it, it's cool, it, you know. It, it the, the we're seeing fun fights. Uh, we see a great moment in which uh, Dick Grayson like rallies the troops together. We saw Black Adam fight like de the the Legion of Doom, who are then co opted into the in, into Deathstroke's Dark Army or whatever. Like their tools. Sure. Um, we're seeing some fun key moments, but like the whole thing is all about like let's cause the crisis. We have to we have to cause the crisis, and I'm I'm watching this whole thing unravel. And this issue in particular was the most crisis feeling to me because not only are they referencing the crisis, but also the fact that like it feels like everything is spinning out of control, and this is and, and not in a like hypercritical metatextual kind of way where i'm like no one's driving the bus it's dc comics so no one is driving the bus but like i i do get this impression that like you know the pariah's motivation to respawn the multiverse is understandable for his character but like anyone could see it's a trap like literally anybody, literally anybody. except for pariah okay. and I, I i buy that i buy that logic like I buy that, yeah, Pariah has no fucking idea because he's just such an idiot. Um, and he is like, no one has any respect for Pariah. He's no one's favorite character. And like, and, he, and he's, and he's just like, he hasn't said anything different since the beginning. None of them have. Well, and that's true. That's what I like. So you're like, you know, you, you said that like uh, Black Adam did all the stuff and I'm like, all I see. No, Black he didn't do Adam anything. Do he's an idiot too. Like he yell. Yeah. And then act like he's gonna punch somebody, and then we, that doesn't happen. I think he punched some people in this. Yeah, yeah, he punched some people in this. But like, really, all he's doing is yelling the same thing: like, "You're not the Justice League. Yeah, you're never gonna do it. Yeah, like that's all he's been doing. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. That's Black Adam to me. 
here's a here's a real question though for you. Mm -hmm. Here's an actual like and like and like this is a legit like I okay. So Pariah's like in this issue, like early on in the issue, he's just like he's talking to um I think Far Sector and yeah. uh Kyle. Yeah. And uh he's like, Hey, like they're like talking about the Justice League, and he's like, Of course they're gonna come back. Right. Like yeah. they have to come back. And I'm counting they, on and it. And then they come back and he's like, What are you doing here? And I'm yeah. like, Okay, wait, what? Yeah, I, I don't know what that's all about. I can't explain that. Like that I was like, You just you Yeah. Yeah, you were taunting them about it's so like you were like you were like banking on them. You were like acting like, yeah, no, they're coming back and I need that to happen. Mm -hmm. And then it happens. And you're like, how could this have happened? Right. Well, I, I don't know if so he's like, saying how I'm missing he's, something he's not saying how be. could this have happened. He is. He. It's more like he keeps refuting what they're saying. Like they they free themselves like he's counting on. And then they're like, we're going to stop you. And he's like, no, you're not. Like, it's just like. No, he, when they show up, he acts like, what are you doing? Here? Yeah. And I, I don't understand. I, I can't account like, for that. Like, I don't know if it's like, he's like, you're here too early. Or like, it was supposed it could to be, be that they were too. Justice League. It, it, it I, could be that they were there too early. It could be that they, maybe they weren't supposed to free. I don't know. It's. Maybe, maybe a new Justice League had to form. And they're the ones who are supposed to show up. I doubt it's just, it. It's, it's not clear no and i don't know if it's not clear because we haven't hit the end yeah which could which is fair no i, I don't think that's, that's going to happen i don't think fair. you're going to get the clarity you're seeking okay but uh but i do think that this um, also did feel like the most crisis-y to me because yeah. there were some straight up panels where i'm just like who is that what what what's happening here yeah and like this book definitely did one of those things that like irks me at times where they're just like, hey, this thing that seems like it's super important because someone's yelling about it happened in a tie-in yes that's always the worst. Um, but for me, that's always, uh, I like it only in as much as where I'm like, thank you. Now I don't have to read it. <laughs> like, ah. I suppose. Like when Flash runs in, he's like, I got this machine. And it turns out this thing. I'm like, thanks for saving me some money. I was also like, a, like, okay. Or like when Damien's like, follow me. I'm going to be in a tie-in. And I'm like, no, thanks. Listen, I'm, I'm going to like, I'm going to really try not to just like, Bag so on this book. Bag on this book and sound like a broken record because we're literally two issues away at this point yeah. from it being over. And then I'll be able to look at it with an in retrospective and go like, yay or nay for me. Sure. Right. But right now it feels like we took too much time in the beginning yes. not doing anything so that this issue didn't have enough time to breathe. Mm -hmm. Because like Superman gets all glowy and then uses powers, and then all of a sudden everyone from their respective like bubbles Earth. are here right yes and i'm not saying we need a full-on like explanation because i have a feeling that probably happens in their tie-in issue yeah no doubt whatever um but like maybe like one of those like big splashy pages where like they creatively show us them going from bubble to bubble to get everyone yeah i i don't know mm -hmm. like i don't know why that bothered me but it did and i think it's only because we stopped to get batman Yes. Like, if we hadn't stopped to get anyone. Right. Then I would have gotten it. Then it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. we stopped to get Batman. We stopped to get Superman, too. But Superman was a key player. Yes. Like, we had to do that. Yeah, Batman's just there. Right? Because he has to be. Although, honestly, like, what was Flash's plan if Superman didn't have this crazy power? I mean, I think that he would have probably run as fast as he could. I mean, that's what he does. I mean, that is what he does. Uh, Superman would have found another solution because mm -hmm. that's what he does. Batman would have outthought the problem. That's what he does. Or Diana would have. I know, but like become a hundred feet tall and turn like, gold. What I'm saying here is that like Flash is supposed to have a plan. Yeah, like, he doesn't it, really have a plan, okay. or at least he does, and his tie-in suggests it. But okay, but we don't see it executed, and it's not very clear. Right, in this and book. it just feels like in this book, all that Flash is doing 
is relying on the fact that the, the story knows that Superman has the plan. I think, I mean, like on one hand, I do appreciate the, like the reliance on these characters, knowing each other and, and working together. Like part of trust is like sure. going, I don't have a solution for this problem, but I do trust my friends to help me come up with one. Right. Especially Superman who yeah. is going to solve the problem. And uh, right, I, like, I would they, hope that like but he didn't know that he was going to get he was going to get glowy and take the energy from his own universe and like have yeah, it but unravel. I know the and, story knew that the story knew that and Flash did not know that. But like we don't get the context for how. And maybe that's why for me this felt more like a crisis book because not all crises books are um, cohesive stories that like have a beginning, middle and end with a protagonist. No, yeah. that's very true. That's very this is very much a crisis like the, it, it, it earns the title Cri dark christ on infinite <laughs> earths because like i don't care who complains at me in the comments after the show goes out because that happens every episode oh, yeah. uh where they're like oh clearly he doesn't understand Gar like he, you know he didn't read it or he doesn't understand it because like he thinks that christ on infinite earths is like this directionless nonsense book full of random characters well, that like they, only has one thing happen in it and i'm like they yeah should, they should actually direct that at me because i'm the one who definitely thinks well that. i don't care <laughs> one way or the other and i certainly don't want them to direct any fury at you but That's i am fine. saying like this is very much like in keeping with the dark with the crisis of it at earth's theme yeah. of it being like just kind of like let's let's focus on these characters yeah. for a second and I... then move on although i will say i think uh you know it, it is interesting to see i on everything about this works so well as a pitch and on paper not the paper it's printed on but on paper that you're writing down sure. where you say what's happening and you describe how it's happening through the lens of the characters who it's happening to dick grayson for example the idea of Dick Grayson clearly being kind of like the next the next generation of DC. Like DC has tried to yeah. come up with legacy characters, to come up with some new generation of DC pantheons since they've since the crisis. Like since Crisis One, mm -hmm. they have been like, okay, who's the next generation though? And like they've tried, especially at least in the '90s, like three different times with events to be like, this is what's happening. This is the big thing that's happening next. And it's like. These are the next characters. But clearly, Dick Grayson is the guy. Like, the Titans are the future. The sidekicks are the future. And they always have been and they always will be. And there was a time when the Titans were groomed to be the next generation. And that they could work side by side. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the Justice League and the Titans work in tandem. And you know, kind of like in the back of your mind, that one day the Titans will ascend to be the Justice League. Yeah. And it probably won't happen in anyone's lifetime, but we know that's the plan for the future. But then DC kept going and continuity kept stretching and they kept trying to ape off of the new generation of audience members and give them like cool jackets or boot windows or whatever. Yeah, no. And so they're like, they, they kept getting crowded, more and more crowded. But like, these are the few, like Dick Grayson's the rod. And so seeing like the Justice League go away, a, a reality in which the Justice League is actually gone. And Dick Grayson is like, you, no one told him, you're up. And he doesn't ascend in the first three issues it's, of this book. It's it's almost like he was meta-reading his own situation where he's just like, let's not really. I don't think so. Well, he was definitely, well, because who wouldn't if you knew, if, if you've seen Superman die at least two times. Yeah. If Batman was hit by an Omega sanction during your lifetime. Yeah. And you literally had to go back in time and save him. Like that. You wouldn't buy it. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't believe that it actually was your turn. Yeah. And so that's. But also, I like the idea that in his character, like Dick Grayson, doesn't he doesn't believe it, but he doesn't want to believe it mm -hmm. because he doesn't want to fill those shoes. Yeah. And I like that idea. It's. Not, I don't think it's explored to the to the fullest extent that we're described. But this is what this book is. Right. Us talking about it. That's the. That's what's actually happening. But 
we don't get panel work that actually says that. Right. So then in my opinion, that's not what's really happening. No, I agree. Like, but it is happening. It's just happening in between all this other nonsense, like Black Adam like pissing his pants all the right, time. Right, but like, so it's like we're trying to make room for that story, but in order for that to happen, we have to spin our wheels on all these things that should not have their wheels be spinning. Like, like the fact that like Deathstroke just saying. keeps it, do, Deathstroke's doing doing and saying the same thing oh for God. the past five issues, well, and getting Black more. Black Adam has been doing and saying the same things for the past five issues. Yes. Like, no, I agree. I agree. I, like, I, I get it. We need if listen. If you need time mm-hmm. to let dick go through all of this right and to like Show unpack it. all of this yeah then you need to craft the story around that i We're agree not crafting the story around well because it's We're also a crisis shove that story yeah. into something else i don't i i no, i don't think we're doing either of those things i think that rather than like shoehorning that into a story that doesn't fit we're not doing either of those things mm-hmm. we're, we're just getting that meta read and we're getting <sighs> the book shouldn't be seven issues like it, there's not seven issues worth of stuff happening there, here. No, but there could be. Oh, like easily. I said, like, I feel like these last few, and we're going to see, because I don't know. We're two issues away. I have no access to six or seven, but I feel like these two last issues are going to be super compressed. Yeah, they are. They are. And it's like, there was no reason for that. There was no reason. No, we could have spent all that time building up that stuff. But the, the fact is, we have too many characters None of whom are doing anything in particular. But if you need to have all those characters, then like, why are we? Do we keep showing? I know Black Adam, Dick Deathstroke, Dick Great. Like, why are we showing the same four characters doing nothing? Doing the same thing, like if they or were, the same if thing. It's like, I just feel like a lot of the things that they've been doing haven't really been progressing anything or setting anything up. Yeah. And I'm not saying that every story needs to do that, but when you are doing a crisis, sometimes you do have to do those things. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Like, I mean, the problem is like the crisis also, of like, Earths. It was all about like the anti-monitor getting his weapon and being like i'm gonna blow this shit up and he doesn't he does that for six issues you know what i mean like and then and people kept jumping in his way breaking his cannons and doing all kinds Mm -hmm. you know like it's a lot of wheel spinning but there's more but there's more panels because perez drew it so it's just like you're seeing a lot more stuff happening to different people throughout that book this is like it's it's two it's 2022 right we gotta spend more time on on these double so, page splashes okay i'm not arguing with you no, i'm no, just no, saying no. like this is that. where it I is know that. i know i know and i want to i've got two things one's gonna take us in a different direction so i just want to all so right i'm gonna try to keep that in the back of my head and mm-hmm. not lose it um but like you're talking about legacy characters and like it seems like dc is desperate for like the sonic equation yeah where it was like and I don't mean like the food chain. I mean like the character where like Sega was managed to put a bunch of people in a room and like come up with a character that actually right. worked. And they we got a bunch of uncreative people together they, to make a, a corporate and they, mascot. And they forced it out there, and it actually worked. And people fell in love with the character. Yes. And like there's like fandom surrounding yeah. it. But like that doesn't always work. No, a business doesn't always get to decide who becomes who, the fan favorite. That's right. The, yeah, the audience always decides that. Right. Like so, why are you like why are you like desperate to try to find these characters? Why don't you just like take a second and go like hey who where where's our audience like looking right now right if you're so worried about the corporate element of it Mm -hmm. like why aren't you doing that i don't think they know guiding because i don't think there's any leadership or direction in dc comics and i think that's that's one of the things that this is this is actually emblematic of the major problem it's actually i love this book because it will always be like a flag that says this is what dc comics was like Mm -hmm. before you know, the dark times or before like the, the company was split up into a million pieces and all these characters were sold off to like uh-huh. the highest bidder or that like someone showed up and charged forward and made this like world, this universe cohesive, you know, like it is chaotic mm-hmm. and there is no leadership. And like meta reading this book, I actually think it's kind of fun. I don't, I don't, 
I know Josh Williamson. Mm-hmm. We have talked before, and I will say that anything I say on this show is never privileged information. So I should right. tell, I should tell you, yeah. I can draw a distinction between what I know and what I don't know. And I will tell you that he has never talked negatively about the company, and he, and, and and even if he did, I would never know about it. Right. But I can say that as a comic book fan and as a as an industry, you know, watcher, mm-hmm. I think this comic is whether it's intentional or not a perfect distillation of what it must be like to be a DC fan work at DC comics or run DC comics. Whereas there is no main character. There is a desire, a desperate desire for someone to, to, to work for some thing to lead us or to catch and make us all this money. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think it's also kind of awesome because there's no bat focus like Dick Grayson, notwithstanding like Dick Grayson opened the book. Dick Grayson's clearly the main character of this book, but he is so far removed from the Bat family in this book as mm-hmm. a character that like he almost doesn't even count. Yeah. And so it's kind of brilliant for them to go, I mean, easily, Dark Crisis could have been all about Batman. But the last three inter- how, events wait, how have do you, been. How do you feel? How do you see that? Well, just because... Just because of Batman? Just because you could say Batman. Like, yeah. D- Dark Metal or Death Metal mm-hmm. was a Batman event. It and was. they tried, and, 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 and you, you, you remember them saying it in the interviews, this is a Wonder Woman event. I'm like, no, it's not. not really. It is a Batman no. event in which Wonder Woman somehow is like, I don't know why I keep showing up in these. Pa- like, why am I in this panel? Like, why am I the one who has to fight the Batman who laughs? Yeah. Why am I the one who has to make the chainsaw? Like, what is this? Why am I gold? You know, well, like, I guess. I, and again, but I this think is a directionless thing that sure. I think is actually kind of like fun. And I and I hope that it represents like the world that we're in and that it will find focus at the end. Because I saw that like, there's so a too. teaser for the end. Okay, I haven't then seen it. You know, you've seen it. It's it's like the the new dawn or something like that. It's Dick Grayson at the helm. I have not seen that. Oh, well, there's a there's a teaser for it. It's been out there, <laughs> but it, but it talks about like the new age. People are like, what is that? And I'm like, I think that tease, and I don't know what's going to happen. Like I can tell you, you know, hand okay. to God, I don't okay. know what's going to happen at the end of this damn thing, um, or where the direction for DC is. Um, that like, if there is a plan, or if there is an execution to that plan. It, we will get it at the end of this book and maybe it should because because crisis is not a fun read like the infinite earths is not a fun read i've read it a million times and i can tell you like i've never enjoyed it it's just like oh my god like the art's fun you know and the and the concept mm-hmm. is like fun you know because it's comics you know but like it's work it's a textbook right it's the silmarillion it's just like, like damn it this doesn't necessarily feel like that it's, it's just- not it's not as dense that's the thing but like, neither are the problems. DC's problems are not that complicated. Like, that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's I think why they keep saying the same things because like that's what everyone's been saying. Everyone's saying the same things about like how to solve these problems, how to run this company, Listen, how if, to deal with if these this characters. This book is like crazy meta at the end of it. Like I said, like I will be happy to go. Like I was wrong. No, no, no. no. But I and I don't think it's going <laughs> to because I don't think because I don't think Josh Williamson wants to be fired. Right. You know, and but that's... and Grant Morrison did the same thing at Final Crisis when like the editors were actually these Draculas that sucked the creativity out of you i'm like that's 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 meta from a person who knows they can't be fired right but like i don't think that williamson's gonna telegraph like no. fuck you across this book right 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 okay that, and like i i agree because like i like i said like i don't think williamson's a bad writer no and he's I a great writer i don't think he's a bad storyteller i just i just don't understand where this book is coming from 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 his skill set I, I i mean i don't understand why the who who asked for this now? And it's like, I don't know. but that's, that, I think, but I think that's so cool. Like, I don't I know. Mean, as an, it's like, I'm an, I'm an archaeologist or an anthropologist. I'm like, what is this? 
Right. And like we're two issues away and that's when we're going to really know what yeah. this is, obviously. But like, you know, I was the one at the beginning of this whole thing. Yeah. Right? Being like, if this is going to be something that just reboots the universe, I'm not interested. Yeah. Right. And if it's not, I don't know why we're doing it. Right. 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 So it's like either you need to like you need to commit to something here. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we're just doing this to do this, like it has to have done something. I think it's going to do something. And I think and that like, like, and again, the only reason I say yeah. that is because it's a crisis and they're yeah. directly referencing things that made like earth shattering changes yeah. to the DC mythos yeah. and universe. Mm-hmm. So you have to do something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for it to be like, okay, so the Titans are in charge now, or even if it's not that. Yeah. We, what, what are we, we just chasing our tail here. Right. Like, uh, are we going to reestablish the multiverse? Or like, wait, the I multiverse mean, sure. is back. We only have 52. Right. And then the infinite Earths came back, but they're shattering because it's not stable. Right. So like, oh, I, I, they bring like Rob Pariah's machine out, right? Yeah. Like, is the anti monitor going to show up and be like, hey? Nah, he's shown up too much. I mean, like, what? But well, like, he's intrinsically tied um, to that. Yeah, but at the same time, so is the monitor. He's not in this. The monitor was actually in one of the Dark Knights books, and I'm like, oh come on, you know? Uh, I, 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 what would the anti monitor represent? in the tumultuous times at DC comics. What? Because if you can answer that question, then you can tell me, you know, like just like I've been pitching forever and they, they're not going to do it. And I'm sad to say that I want a Tempest Fugonaut and his freaking like action figures from the dark multiverse to show up, you know, uh-huh. because they'd been teasing the dark crisis during the Dio's time when they were going to do 5g and all that other crap. Right. And they didn't. And so there's a lot of funny Tales in Dark Multiverse books in which Tempest Fugonaut talks about how important he is and how important this freaking stupid universe is that we don't care about anymore. Well, maybe. Okay. And, and then have them show up uh-huh. and then have them all be slaughtered immediately. And except for Tempest Fugonaut, who's like, oh, and now I'm useless. But instead, someone killed him in like a backup of a Superman book because they were like that petty about Dan DiDio. And I'm like, man, what a waste of opportunity. But like, Maybe. apparently we're just cramming in all kinds of like meadow reading maybe. into this book let's put that in there too okay maybe the anti-monitor would represent the knee-jerk reactions of dc to placate random like criticisms that they get oh there we go yeah like the anti-monitor shows up with this isn't how you start a crisis this is how you start a crisis yeah or like when they were committed to doing 5g and then like not that i'm saying i would have wanted that or how well it would have turned out but when they backpedaled from that immediately mm-hmm. after fan reaction yeah 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 or like firing people or whatever right. it was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, no, I but, love but, that. <laughs> I love that. I think that's great. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. We've got two more issues. Then I guess we'll know. Yes. Well, then we'll know. Then we'll know. Then we'll know. Yeah. Um. But I, I think that, but the, like, but yeah, my joy from, is derived from the, from the meta reading and from, and from this representing a gay, <clears throat> I'm anthropologically watching a thing, talk about a thing that's happening right now. Sure. You know, it's like, it's like being in a Shakespeare play when it's happening, like when it was played. Right. And, like, and, <laughs> and admittedly speaking, like I'm not a new reader to DC, but no. I'm also not a legacy reader of DC, except right. for certain things. There are certain, right, like, but you don't need to I, have read DC no, for 40 but, years to get this book. Right. But what I'm saying is that like, you know, there are people who are maybe appreciate this because it makes reference to older things, older things, or, you know, they're, they're just all or about sideways is in it or because that, right. Which I was like, is that sideways? And then like, literally I think next, someone said that Yeah, they literally like, it's like a page later. I was like, oh, thank yeah, you. Someone's like, is sideways in here? He's like, yeah, man, I was really important for a little bit. Come on, guys. Remember me? I'm sideways. I'm sideways. Um, but like, you know, this book is like, you know, they're obviously like the marketing side of DC is like new readers. 
Yeah. Gotta get new readers. This is not for new readers. This I don't, is I don't for, think, I don't, I haven't seen any marketing for this book like, whatsoever. I also don't know who, well, I meant like just the team itself is always thinking about, they're always, gotta get, they're gotta always get trying to chase new readers, but I don't, new, I don't think they're doing it. No, 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 no one's thinking but, about new but readers. They would for this like book. them. Sure. But like this book is clearly like, you're not gonna be like, here you go. Oh yeah, no. Here you go. But like, I'm also like, is this for legacy readers? I don't know. I think it is because I think like, I mean, no one is, I, I don't know anybody. I haven't seen any major complaints about this book. I, except, I, for not, except for you but like i haven't seen anybody complain about it and i think it's because like you're getting things that you've always wanted to see oh sure and i think there are moments like that like I, when the when when the titans unite when and, the titans unite and, and like, fight deathstroke's and army says like that line where it's just like we're not the justice league you're like yeah no we're the titans we're the titans i was like that's gonna be like hopefully that'll probably be a fan favorite moment right it is i think and, like, i was i love that those moment. moments for people that will like ignore anything else that might like irk them about the book enough and them go like it's fine because yeah. i got this moment yeah and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but i am saying for a person who hasn't had a like who i'm not like invested in it necessarily like in the moments in like that yeah i'm kind of looking at this objectively yeah hopefully right i'm like whatever but like this is kind of like you know what this is this is a kevin smith movie for non-kevin smith like when you know <laughs> this is this is this is a non-kevin smith fan watching jay and silent bob strike back you're like, why is Jason Lee playing a different character? Like, I wouldn't notice. What What are all these references for? I mean, I guess. I think that's what it is. Because, like, if you don't get it, you're not in it. I, I suppose. I think it's more that, like, it's the story structure is so bizarre, and the it pacing on this and the book is so bizarre. Because how many? How many I don't times... think it's bad. The thing is, I don't think the pacing's off because I don't know what the story is. I feel like it's definitely off. I think it's I think it's only because it's like, almost avant-garde. I, I think this is really like I think this is like maybe I've never seen anything like this. Uh, well, sure, for sure. But like except listen, in crisis. Listen, I have you you and I both agree that like the best way for a person to or like a great way for a person to start reading comics is just to grab a random issue in order oh, to do but that. But not a crisis no, book. No, no, no. But I'm saying in order to do that, a yes. lot of times you just jump into the deep end. Right. Right. And right. Like, I've done that many a times. And, and it I, hasn't been as vexing as this time. And you yeah. started in the first And I'm issue. not saying, I don't even feel like I'm in the deep end. Because You're not, because I, you, I know who these people are. I know are. who these people are. I know who Pariah is. Yeah. I know his story. And I'm still like, what are you what doing? What are you doing here, people? Yeah, I know. I hear you. That's why I like reading this book, though, because I like these conversations. I agree. I That's, think it's fun. But I also, I, yeah, I, I think this is a But admittedly, I, I do think that there are fun, cool moments in this for people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it is giving you things that, like, the fact is, if... I, I think that there are there are things where it's like if Williamson didn't give you this moment, you'll never get it. Oh sure, no, I I, I understand that. You know what I mean? I like, definitely understand. And I'm not that. saying that like that's worth it or that's like that's that's valuable because mm-hmm. I I don't think that I don't think that's why he writes to give you things that you've always wanted to see and then and then leave. Like he's not an uncle who goes over and gives you candy and then leaves. <laughs> you know, it's like hey kids, let's go to the zoo. I'm gonna fill up with candy and I'm gonna go home. <laughs> So I and, and knowing that <laughs> makes me think like oh like I think he's saying something deeper about what it must be like to work at this place. Yeah, but it, uh, all right, we'll see, we'll see. Because the universe is chaotic, and like the fact is like it is a nightmare to read DC now. Not that it's like bad. There are great books, Detective, Batman. Uh, you know, I'm, I hear the Flash book is good. I would never read it, but like you know, not for any particular reason, just because I don't give a shit. You know. But uh, there are books out there that are great. There are books that DC's publishing that are fucking garbage. I mean, and, you can say that on both sides. And you, you can say, say that, that... Any... oh, Marvel's doing it too. Yeah, no, yeah. but like this is, this is we're, in the, we're in the corporate comics world now. Mm. And people thought in the 80s that that was where we were. 
And they, they you know, you, you have no idea, people from the past, what it's like now, how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm saying that during a period when some of some books that are published now are better than any comics ever published. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, not I, ever. I, you know, I, I'm no, not talking I, about I, like I better than Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not like. Listen, I don't want anyone to like imagine what I'm saying. Like, this is the worst thing I've ever. It's not. Read I mean, I don't ever. think anyone's like, saying I that. I don't. I don't think that at all. Mm-hmm. I just like. I. Yeah, it's just you're frustrated because you know that Josh Williamson's great, and you really want to enjoy this event, and especially after the Metal Wars were so fatiguing, it'd be cool to get something really cool. Because like the Metal Wars, yeah, I get it. I know who the you know, but it's like. I know who the beginning, middle, and end is. I know what the protagonist is. I know what's going on. And obviously, yeah. like, clearly, Perpetua was supposed to be the bad guy, and DC Editorial came in and was like, no, Batman laughs. He sells more money. You know, like, yeah, okay. And they did it. You know, whatever. But at the same and that was empty calories. That was just eating a fucking Guinness for dinner. You know, it was just like, oh, great. You know, it had no vegetables. That's not empty calories. Oh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> but, uh, but it is, and you know it. But uh, you got to put that in a stew or something. But, like, oh, well, yeah. You know, th- 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 yeah, th- this book, it looks great. The characters are all what and these are the compliments I can give it. It looks fantastic. I think Daniel Samper is doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's delivering on moments that like I don't think he'd ever think he'd be able to deliver on. And I hope that longtime DC fans are getting these moments that are like, yeah. And I I know I hearken back to it before, but I love that scene of getting like Alan Scott, the oldest generation, with the newest generation with the younger generation. I don't you know, I want to see like oh, the, Dick is not the youngest generation, but it's like the old guard. And the new guard, uh-huh. you know, nobody thought that like Bart Allen or Sideways is going to inherit the DC universe. Um, it's Dick Grayson, but uh, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I find it. I just I find it a fascinating read, and okay. especially when we get into it, because like I don't ask any questions after I'm done reading it. I'm just like, yeah, I get. It. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, but it's been reiterated <laughs> several times. Like, yeah, no, we've been spinning our wheels, or maybe we haven't, or maybe we're supposed to be, or maybe like. At the end, we find out that like this crisis happened sixteen times, or each time that the issue ends, the crisis had already happened. And like that's why we keep repeating ourselves. Like, who knows? Or Maybe hyper time is day- happening. it. <laughs> yeah, like e- and each time they change something different. So like, there's another epic battle where Black Adam's like the Dust League is dead, and Dick's got to fight somebody else. And that would be like, all right, what character could show up to be like, I've been keeping you in a bubble because until you can figure this out, right? Because the specters in chains. So it's like, what? Who's bigger? You know, the presence, I guess. God himself is like, nah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, and he rep- or the dark, or the great cr- the darkness is and doing then, it. And then he and that represents the fact that we keep like rebooting and like and and and, and, doing, and the doing the same, the same thing goddamn thing. thing over again. I mean, like even though we say it's different, it'd be great if like that was the case. The great darkness was doing it. No, the great darkness is just making Pariah think that he's going to start the crisis, but really he's just been doing it the whole time, like over and over and over and over. Right. He's just oh okay. Like if you get what you want, you'll stop. But if I keep getting you to think you're going to get what you want. Oh, you're going with that. I thought it was like the route was like someone like was like, you have to learn. You have to stop doing this. Right. Like, oh, yeah. It's no. not like nothing's really changing. I mean, that'd be, that, that's the presence controlling the great darkness. Right. You know, being like, you know, you, you guys just keep doing this over and over again to, to know to know. Right. The, but the joke is like. So and you can't stop. You can't stop. Like, it's not like they're going to learn their lesson at the end and actually like well, move maybe on. He, he's like, I'm just like, I'm going to let you go. Right. Like, that's fine. But like, I. Yeah. Just, I mean, we've seen books like that, unfortunately, where like they, where they do go like, we can't do that. We can't keep doing this. And then immediately they get rebooted. Oh, no, we got to do, well, we do it. Because like, I mean, we're, you know, the people in charge are uncreative. Because we need to do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, but it looks great. I think that the characters are all super consistent. You're getting fan favorite moments that like, I don't trust 
you know, like people talking about somebody gave me a hard time about this like not too long ago when I when I said it like two years ago and I was like, get what the fuck? <laughs> get with the times, man. <laughs> but uh where I, I remember when when people were like, Oh man, is Marvel gonna reboot? And I was like, I don't trust anybody today to reboot Marvel and come up with something better mm-hmm. than what like we have the foundation for. Yeah. Because you know, ever even Hickman, you know, who constantly created new shit and went like oh the thing you thought no this and it's just that but like a race of them or a bigger thing uh you know not to rag on hickman or anything like that but like that is all of his secret war saga Mm -hmm. uh but and and x-men for that matter you know oh did you know there was a secret society of mutants and actually they are in charge of everything like you know all right but uh i don't trust the current crop of creators to do that like to to reboot and Mm -hmm. I don't like, you know, I, I don't trust the, 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 the powers in charge of these two corporate comic companies to like, trust, believe in, or deliver to the audience that actually reads this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't trust them. And I think that the close, the further, I mean, like, I'm just, I'm watching it all. It feels like it's coming apart. You know, I, I, I'm watching these these companies like hire these people that just have no idea what this what, what this universe is. You know, I mean, clearly we talked about this before, like Marvel and D- Marvel and Discovery. I'm sorry, Disney and Discovery. These fuckers didn't get in the business to, to publish books, to tell stories. I mean, you look at how they made. Um, I just read this thing yesterday or the day before. Uh, I heard they shot Indiana Jones with like six different endings and like three different scenes just so they could edit it. They could patchwork it together. They're like all the Marvel movies, all the Disney movies, all the Star Wars shows, all the Star Wars movies for the past like five years have been made like a like a choose your own adventure novel. So they can just be like, well, that can go, that can go, because like they're not creative and they're they, and they don't know the direction they're going in, and they just want to make a product that will go in a direction that will make the most money, and I, right. and and that is the least creative thing I could possibly imagine. I mean, like on paper, that's like a neat idea or like a fascinating concept for a movie studio to go. Well, normally what I do is I pay a fucking talented person to write a story, and then I pay a million people to put it together, and we tell the one story. But uh, what if we did the exact same thing, but I paid like. 16 people to write uh 16 versions of the same story but it all goes in different directions and i pay two million people to fucking tell all those stories for half the price mm-hmm. because i'm also cheap and and, I, and i'm like that sounds impossible to achieve and more terrible than that impossible to want to watch you know hardly nourishing you know one of the old criticisms it's like well at least at least the person who made it, you know like deathbed Somebody wanted to tell that story. You yes, know? they did. But like, I want to. I, I, but I want to get Man Thing on the table. So let's do this. And I don't care how he works. Just put him in it. Right. So we can use him one day. Right. And it's like, ugh, ugh. And if you think they're doing that on a multi-million-dollar, billion-dollar level, that they give a fuck how the comic book publishing business works or how to tell those stories. I mean, for God's sake, like that Spider-Man bi-weekly thing, like that shouldn't be, that. that's a temporary thing, man. That's supposed to help you through the rocky season and then you go to monthly again. Comics take a while to make and write. You can't be churning this shit out. And I know I'm talking in different directions. I'm, I'm, I'm on six different streets right now. But my point being like, the people in charge of these things don't know what they're in charge of. You know, used to say, you know, Marvel did this, you know, driving the bus. Like, you know, someone drives the bus in one, like on a track and the other one doesn't even have a driver on the bus. Mm-hmm. And, and this one is more like, no, we, this is the red car. 
we sold the red card to make a freeway. You know, it's it we no one's there's no buses. You know, we hired a guy, you know, who who you know who who's like from Twitch <laughs> to run this company. They don't know shit about how to make a book. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. I'm just this book represents for me a lot of like we're watching the new guard and the old guard work together, watching like new art come together to tell old character stories. And we're watching like editors who I, I, I firmly believe that there are no editors anymore. Well, there are. Yeah. But they're not, they, 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 I don't know what school they graduated from. And I don't mean that. And I, when I say school, I mean, put it in quotes. Cause I don't have any, I don't put a lot of stock on like, you know, Oh, you're, you graduated from this school, this school. No, 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 no. When you're, if it's in a creative field, school of hard knocks is probably the most like <laughs> important, ed, you know, educational experience you're going to have. But like, I don't know where they learned their trade, but you know, I think they need to have some kind of reliance or belief in what came before. Yeah. You know, even if they're going to be hired to be innovative and come up with new ideas, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm watching the wheels come off and, and, it, and I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I mean, maybe that maybe this whole thing was was worthless, and I didn't actually say anything of value. But I like, I did. feel like I I I don't know I, I don't know I you know I'm watching this whole thing happen. Maybe like that's that's why it's a crisis because I'm having one. But uh, Ray Farr says I'm planning on buying the first hundred issues of Spawn uh, in two compendiums based on Sal's suggestions. In the previous streams, are there any other Spawn recommendations? Obviously, Curse of the Spawn. Do not buy that book. Uh, you should be re- you should check out Hell Spawn. Um, crazy book. We did that on GBU. Remember that Hellspawn book? It looked like it was painted. Yes. Oh, that was uh, yeah. That was sick. Good. Uh, Carl Maxey. Did you notice any time you read anything with Batgirl, she looks exactly like Tiffany? <laughs> totally rubbed off Tiffany's likeness. There's. Uh, I, I still firmly believe that Tiffany appears in uh, Thunderbolts number two. I don't though. No, I don't really. I don't, I don't think they know her. Uh, Denial. Hold on. Is is Black Adam not a dictator anymore, or are they just hoping we'd forget? No, he is. I think it's just that he's also like it, the crisis is happening, so he's busy. You know, he's like, oh, I got to yell at everybody first. Uh, comic Tropes, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here, man. Uh, says, what's the coolest cosplay you each saw at New York Comic Con? Um, oh. I don't know, man. There's a lot. I saw a lot of cosplay, but like I, I thinking about who I saw that was like, that's awesome. Um, that Batman was pretty good. That Batman was pretty good. Uh, I mean, the Dark Knights was really neat to see the them Dark all Knights together. Were how, how impressive that was. Um yeah i saw a woman who was like cosplaying but also like it was like not a true it was like almost like you know like disney bounding kind of Mm -hmm. thing it was sort of like that but she looked but she was dressed like storm and like but not really yeah like she was wearing this gorgeous like black dress and like that was long and she had this like over like it wasn't like cape. it was like a business cape Mm. but it was white and like she had her hair all done up, and then she was wearing like the like she just looks. Inc- I was just like, you just look like you're going somewhere and you're really put together. Yeah. But like, I know you're Storm. Right. Like. Right. You just told the whole story. Yeah. Uh, I will say there is a an audience member who we met, who was the Riddler. Yes, you told me about that. I did not like, meet them. The way he looked, sounded, the way he dressed, it looked like he was had like you know how Joker shows up in Dark Knight and he has the custom suit, and it's like that is not the Joker's outfit, but like that is 100% the joker like yeah. he he wore a suit he didn't buy it he didn't come out of a bag he made he got a riddler suit and he looked and sounded and acted like the riddler i was like that is that is what the riddler is like mm-hmm. i you know i've been complaining about like how there, we haven't seen a riddler yeah you know except for like john glovers in the animated series but like that was the riddler yeah come to life come to life and he gave us a riddle and i was like i don't want this moment to end uh and i was going to say we ran into 
they ran into a pyramid head and a Doctor Strange. They were not together. They were having a conversation. It was worlds colliding for me. Because those are your two favorite like I media characters. Like, well, not I mean, pyramid head isn't character. You don't like love, but he represents. He and represents, he was and he was the real pyramid. He, was, he had the trapezoid. Like, what is happening? Um, also, at the end of the con, we ran into Kratos. Yeah. And instead of boy, it was girl. It was girl. It was like it was a father daughter combo. Oh, they were and they were great. They were incredible. Yeah. Like, good for him. She was adorable. She 100%. had the bow and arrow. She's like he's posing. She's right. She was she was like little. She was such a little thing. She's little. She was she was oh my god. Yeah. Those two. I agree. Uh Ray Farr says, any interest in the Black Adam movie? I personally couldn't care less, but oh my god, the costumes are amazing. Adam Smasher and Dr. Fader are on my on my faves. Dr. Fate looks great. I love Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. What a great idea. We got invited if you want to go see it. Like it's one of, it's like in a week or two. Okay. I was like, maybe. maybe. Uh, I, I couldn't care less about about why. You know what though? Like I I like movies like that going into them. Yeah. Because like we just get to go and we're just, you know, hopefully right, we enjoy exactly. ourselves. Like he also says, does Wally West still have Barry Allen's The Origin and Rebirth? Wally and Terry are my favorite legacy characters who earned their their respective mantles. I agree. They're great. And yes, I think he still does. Um, yeah. Uh, Z Swimmer says, "How are y'all Flashpoint Beyond? Uh, surprisingly fun. I also enjoy it. I liked it a lot. I'm enjoying Flashpoint Beyond. I think it's cool. I got nothing else to say about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Gilmo Solas says, "Hey, Sound Divinity, sending a super chat for the first time. Thank you very much, Gilmo. Uh, I loved Werewolf by Night. It was spooky and uh, campy and fun. I wish it was longer. Uh, Goel Garcia as Jack Russell was the highlight for me." nice we will get to get into we, it we not, we're like an hour 20 into the show yeah i know i'm sorry um but yeah i was just reading a a pitch by our friend the thorn identity and i'm like oh yeah that'd be cool uh ray far since it was uh, announced two years ago i thought the mcu special was called man wolf by my by midnight egg on my face man wolf <laughs> is a marvel character too well tiffany was like wait a minute is this the one with the crystal in his chest she literally was like wait no that's the other one yeah no that's this is actually like a werewolf well, we had literally just talked about him exactly or no, we hadn't talked about him. There was there was all those shorts you put out. Yeah, that's right. About him. Yeah. And I was just right there. Uh, and uh, Tom, uh, calling it now issue seven, we'll have a double page spread revealing Tempest Fugonaut as the darkness with a McFarlane ad for his new action figure in the back of the book. <laughs> I will. I hope so, man. I want a Tempest Fugonaut I, figure maybe, so bad. Uh, maybe he could appear holding his own action figure by Todd mm-hmm. McFarlane. Yeah. Todd just shows up. He's like, I'm the creator now. It's just Todd. Yeah. Uh, Ray Farr, Sal, be careful. Don't fall off the soapbox. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm trying to wrap it up. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Thorn Identity. Uh, now nah, you're definitely in near orbit, Sal, just because uh, your ranting doesn't make you wrong. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I want to be wrong. I don't want to be right. I, I, I don't. I mean, but it's like I'm watching things like, come. you know, I'm watching things coalesce and I'm like, mm. <laughs> uh riv wilson uh, just popping in but i can uh can, can i say i'm so here for reporter tiffany for cbr yeah. i'm here for you yours too sal but i don't read spawn that's fair thank you i i realized i had like a like a different voice than i use mm-hmm. when i was doing that interview like it happened i was like okay this is what we're going with i know i was like i was like oh it's my i don't i don't know what that was right that was just yeah i was, I was there sal wasn't even in the room he left he no like, you I, well i said do you want me to stay and you're like no get out I wasn't like that. Was you like, did no, say, I, you said no. I'm like, that's okay. No, you didn't say it's okay. You said no, go. <laughs> Werewolf by Night came out uh, a couple days ago. It was oh. part of a spooky special celebration of uh, Marvel Monster Madness on Disney+. Plus, and, uh, I've got the Monster Madness, got everyone. The ma- <laughs> Help me, I've got the Mind Goblin. Uh, but but uh yeah we're up by night uh you know uh directed by mike uh i believe it's michael giacchino uh who was a composer 
and then decided he wanted to make this. That's why I know that name. Yeah, yeah, you do. No, every time I hear that, I'm like, I know that guy. He makes music and stuff. Uh, but yeah, and he and he directed this movie. He just he loves old like 50s monster movies and wanted to make a kind of like homage to it. Uh, I was uh, yeah, I, I, I at no point did I think no. Like when uh, leading up to this, right. like I saw the trailers, I saw like the, the buzz and I was just like, at no point was I like, there's no way this is going to be any good. Or at no point was I like, nah, they're going to fuck this up somehow. I was right. like, all right. It, the fact that it was a special, that it was short, that it was featuring characters that are niche. The, the fact that it was like for a holiday uh, and in the light of having made all these other things like, you know, uh, there's a, there's a, there's an old saying for like, you know, when you're acting, when you're creating, when you're writing, when you're making stuff, one for them, one for you. And mm -hmm. I feel like this is one, 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 one for you. Like this is one of their like, I want to make something. I don't give a shit about like the greater MCU. Yeah. Even though it's like, well, you are introducing a whole bunch of new characters to the MCU, and it would be really cool to see them. So like, I guess you kind of are. But like, I'm not interested in all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. I just want to tell this one story. And uh, it was funny because while we were watching it, like when we first pulled it up, I was like, oh my god! Like, remember how like the werewolf game was like a big deal, and like they made that werewolf movie that like nobody saw that had the girl from the AT&T ads, and I was like, man, like werewolves are kind of big right now marvel has a character for everything like if, if we go full circle and like we're all into like grays and aliens again uh -huh. sleepwalker is gonna get his coming because <laughs> he looks like a big green alien and he is a big green alien and that's gonna and they're gonna be like well time to talk about fucking sleepwalker uh but yeah i wear off my night what'd you think uh, I thought that this movie was l the equivalent of Marvel making an OGN for their movies. Right. And, and I'm here for it. I, yeah. Do more of this. Right. Do, do more of this for sure. Like do these like genre, like remember when, um, the like, one shots. Well, no, I was going to say when like, you know, Wanda vision came out and Falcon Wonder Soldier. It felt like it was very like genre based. Yes. And like the, here's kinda, the one, here's this one. Here's this and one. And we kind of fell away from that. Yeah. I was like, Oh, we're back. Right. Like this is, I mean, She-Hulk is a, is, is a different thing. It I, is. That is very much its own genre, sure. but, like, but like, yeah, I'm like, no, this is like, this is a genre thing. And like, I, I love that instead of like trying to drag it out into like episodes and like, you know, leave us on like a cliffhanger or whatever. It's like, here it is. Yeah. Enjoy it. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, um, I agree. I loved it. I, I mean, like, I, you know, I'm not a horror fan. I get it. And I've seen them all because when I was a kid, I was a horror. I was a movie buff. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to watch it all. So I yeah. watch like every monster movie, every horror movie, every like I watch like stupid, weird, creepy Italian movies. Like I saw it all. Yeah. So like I, I was like, OK, uh, but then eventually I'm like, no, I don't care about this anymore. Like, you know, all right. Mm -hmm. I did the research. Now I'm just going to watch like Quentin Tarantino movies and cartoons. Okay. But uh, but this is, you know, I didn't see any cynicism in this you know this didn't feel like uh like an attempt i've seen some attempts by creators to make something that like you know the worst is you could imagine them saying like someone saying um marvel's gonna make a make a grindhouse movie <laughs> and going like no you're not right like you are not right 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 this felt like one of those trailers from Grindhouse, like from the Planet Terror Death Proof movies, where it was like, here's this. Sure. Kind of, well, yeah, but this is not Grindhouse. Nicholas Cage is like, Fu Manchu, you know, really that kind of thing. This is. But this, and it, but no, but like, this is a B horror movie in the MCU. And, uh, but it, like, it didn't feel cynical. It felt like a, a, a genuine, like, let's make this. Yep. Let's have some fun. You know, I was convinced that like at the end 
or that like something was going to happen, like they were going to use the bloodstone and it was going to turn to color. Like early on? Yeah. And I'm very happy that they didn't do that, kind of. Right. Um, no, they, they stuck to their guns. For the yeah. Part, like with that, they're like, no, we're, we're doing this. And like, I, good for them because I can imagine how confusing that is. Oh, yeah. For a lot of folk. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people didn't like this. Uh, you know, I think. What's that so like? Oh, because it's different. Be- yeah. Because it's black and white. Uh, immediately. Subtitles in black and white, you will lose 50% of your audience. I'm sorry to say. Well, I, I would say now I think subtitles less so depending on the audience you're trying to reach. Yes. Because of anime. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Anime's kind of changed thing. Changed the game with subtitles a little bit. Uh, but the black and white is really going to lose people for some sure. reason. I don't know why. Uh, uh, certainly the, uh, the, the the Hollywood fat cats seem to think that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Gael Bernal as Jack Russell. I thought he did a nice job. Yeah. I mean, like, look, you do your own thing. I don't know Jack Russell from Adam. Like, you know what I mean? Like when it comes to right. the, uh, an accurate portrayal of werewolf by night, you can do whatever the hell you want. This ain't Moon Knight. Knock yourself out. Right. I'm saying that, of course, because Moon Knight debuted in a werewolf by night book. But like, <laughs> you know, I, I thought he did a nice job. Uh, You know, fun. Uh, you know, he serviced the story. He serviced mm-hmm. the character. Like it all worked. He yes. did a nice job. Yes, I agree. Um, Everybody else. You know they they're go- they're swinging for the fences when it comes to like ham acting. Uh, I got some uh, from Harriet Harris as Verusa. I got some serious uh, Queen of the Spider Woman uh, from Voyager, uh, Kate Mulgrew uh, vibes. Oh, is that what you got? And I wanted Kate Mulgrew to play her so bad. No, I got I got like um, freaking uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah. Was it Blucher? Yeah, Frau Blucher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that yeah so like but yes along those lines right for sure no i thought you know she's chewing the scenery but on purpose not because it was like i'm not good at this i'm very i'm so good at this i'm able to do this yeah yeah yeah. great yeah Uh, shout out to the flaming tuba (laughs) the thing was incredible (laughs) it was something i wasn't expecting no uh i thought all the uh hunters were good yep Yep, they were good. I mean, obviously, some of them given a little more to do, like uh, Barrasso and Leon just had fights. Yeah, they were fights. Joven clearly the bigger one yep uh, more fun like you know fun character yeah azarel barely in it no barely a character but like, like didn't need to be in more it. like just a costume exactly <laughs> right it's like okay knock yourself out yeah um but uh but what'd you think of laura donnelly as elsa bloodstone obviously you know further ginger erasure <laughs> in, in comic movies but uh yeah you know, i thought she was fine i thought she was fine i got some well. jessica jones vibes off her oh rather God. than elsa bloodstone thank you okay That's literally i was like, Ooh. like oh you're just doing monster jessica jones you're just you're very jessica jonesy um i initially had thought um that like possibly the reason why they went with darker hair was because of the of black, and, black white. and white could be that'd um, be a shame yeah like very much i thought that that's what they might have the reason they might have gone that way yeah um secondly i don't blame her for it i i think they missed the mark a little bit on her character i think that the last shot she has yes but that's unfortunate yes because it might be the last time we ever see there was just there were a few moments where like she got me yeah i was like oh there there she is yeah there she is but there was too many other moments for me in this where i was like that is not who she is yeah or not who she should be right Um, Also, i thought that elsa bloodstone was british I, I don't know why I thought she was English, but like Laura Donnelly's Irish and she played it Irish. Oh, I, I would did not get that with my ear. Okay. Oh, well, if it, if it wasn't, if she was doing an English accent, it was muddled. 
badly. Mm. She didn't really have a whole lot of lines. Which is kind of a real like which is, it's shame. Not her, it's not her I mean, movie. It, I thought it was. It really was. It, kind it of was movie. their movie. It was where it was Jack and Elsa's movie. Yeah. Like they're the protagonists. Um There's a little story about Jack and Elsa. Yeah, but uh she's not English, she's she's Irish. Uh but um No no. Oh, 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 Elsa is English. Or, yes, the character's English. <laughs> like, okay, no, thank no, you, no, thank no. you. Like, yeah, I no, thought I, so. I, yes. I thought she was English. Yeah. Uh, and but like you know, we had some moments in this that were yeah. It's not gonna be the it's not gonna be the comic book. It's never gonna be the comic book. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I was disappointed that she didn't have like a fiery disposition. I was disappointed that she wasn't just Monster Jessica Jones. Like I got and I got like from Laura Donnelly, I got like Kristen Ritter. Netflix Jessica Jones. I did. I think what helped didn't help that was that she looks like her. Right. It doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. Just, that didn't help at all. Yeah. Like, like and that's maybe like, all yeah. women, maybe all white women with black characters look alike. That's, no. that's <laughs> very no, I suppose Elsa's Welsh. There you go. Which do not okay. Do not mistake. Yeah, no, they're that's not English. Um but um yeah, I just didn't think they nailed her character. Yeah at all like like it's weird because like she had the fighting prowess that she should have yeah and occasionally she had the attitude it's just it would just fade sometimes yes i agree yeah no like her her cowering in fear it was just like giacchino wanted to use her as in a number of ways yep they they wanted to make one role do multiple things to like tick the boxes for this style of movie right like she needed to be like the the damsel in the in the sequence where he transforms so she because that push in you know like that was the that was the shot where the the push in for her as he was transforming Mm -hmm. uh and and i'm like it was a good shot yep you know but i i don't buy elsa bloodstone as i know her as you know her yeah cowering in fear of anything yeah but uh, I do appreciate that, at least, you know, on one hand, then it's like, OK, well, then if you get like you can have like an A force moment in the MCU where it's like we get freaking Elsa, Jessica Jones and uh, uh, space green hair. Gamora. Sword. Oh, oh, Brand, Abigail Brand <laughs> and Abigail <Sorry>. Brand. <laughs> and they're all like oh, at, she's dead, man. Right. And they're all just white women with black hair and they all just sound exactly the same. Like, I'm really worried that like. Marvel's like I don't know what like makes these women different. I mean, I I don't know if that's the case necessarily. And like, it's for, Jessica Jones on street, Jessica Jones in magic, and Jessica Jones in space. And and just because we have to say these things now, guys, just because I'm giving her a hard time doesn't mean in that she is great. All of this, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Like oh, that's what I think made it such a good movie was despite the fact that I was like, wow, this really is not Elsa at all. I was like, I'm still loving this movie. So yeah. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. So, so chill, shut up. Yo. But uh, but also like yeah. I, but I also buy that like this is her origin movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this will be the like when she eased I'm... into like get, taking over the castle and being her own thing. I'm like yeah, right on. Sure. I get. You know what? I would buy that if she didn't have like if she wasn't able to like kick ass and take names right. so much. Yeah. But That's... she got the and, they, and we had the shotgun, but she didn't use it. Yeah. I was like, no. I was like, oh no, shotgun. Okay, cool. Well, it's there. It's, it's on the there. floor. She'll pick it up. Also, I'm like, was that? gemstone not embedded in your father's chest because that's where it's supposed to be you gotta pry it out yeah we already did that we did that off camera that's fine and then maybe they did also uh was that severed head of wendigo let us know in the comments down below i also noticed and like maybe they'll do like if they ever continue with this character there'll be a reveal of a brother yes but i'm like oh we just we're just not gonna sorry cullen yeah not today fam right (laughs) yeah but i i i I liked it I, i i liked her portrayal uh but i was like 
I was waiting for some. Yeah, no, like I wasn't like mad, and I wasn't like ew, and it didn't no, it ruin just... it for me. But I was like, the problem was I was getting a lot of Jessica Jones vibes from the Netflix show, and I was like, nah. yeah, yeah, and I just, you know, I expected a little more like cheeky snark. Like there right. wasn't enough cheek. Where was the cheeky? No, bit? well, that's because it, I think it. I think that would have clashed with the with the tone they were going for. Sure. You know, but at the same time, she we... could be cheeky. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, but yeah, and then we talk about the man thing in the room. Man thing. Uh, I mean, first of all, you put man thing in him, but anything. It's like he. Okay, so man thing. They don't call man thing at all. But Ted, accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, looked better in color than black and white. Somehow, I didn't mind him in either. Oh, I, li- I like, liked him. I'm just saying. No, like, I was I like, was, how is he? Does he look better in color? I was surprised he looked good in color yeah that's what i think it was i was like oh okay because usually like oh you're 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 hiding him you're hiding some stuff right i thought yeah yeah uh but i i i i'm not a man thing purist but i do you know so like making him kind of like cute Mm -hmm. but he is cute and i do like that i i honestly i like his design more than swamp thing like i always like man thing you know like i'm not the world's biggest man thing fan but between the two swamp things yeah i'll take man thing every time i think man thing has a like um more there's something very iconic about it not that there isn't something iconic about swamp Swamp thing Thing, but like there is something there yeah for sure it's just like the impression of a face like it's there's there's nothing there that says face and yet you get a face out of it Mm -hmm. um but getting but making him like cute or funny yeah i was like all right. Well, I was what, okay with here's it. Here's what I hope they don't do is like groot him up a little, like too much. <laughs> yeah, don't but groot did, him up. I did like him like quite a bit. Like, yeah, and I like him. I, I like him being scary to others, but like friendly with Jack. Yeah, and Elsa. But like, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was I thought that worked. I, again, here are some moments that got me, and you were watching. You were in the room with me, but like, it's like when he like we see. Like the footprints the footprints and then we see him touch someone and, and he I burns was like, and i was then like, like they did it he knew fear do not fear the touch of the man thing <laughs> <laughs> real burn he looked great yeah and i love the burning and I, I i liked uh yeah i i liked that he was the MacGuffin kind of i love mm-hmm. that like you know well yeah because it was so you know you go into this and initially you think like oh the werewolf by night will be the thing and it's yeah. like and then immediately i was like oh no man things gonna be it okay right i don't want to say anything we're yeah. in the room with people right yes yes um but you know I was like, oh, okay that's where we're going with this yeah. um you know and then you quickly realize who out of the room is the werewolf right um <laughs> but it was it was just charming yeah it was a charming movie yep. that like if they ever decide to go with this again, I don't know if we're going to get this. No. So I think treasure this and enjoy it because like, I think now that like the end of this movie, I think we're going to move into a more modern yes. era and look for these characters. Yeah. Like the next time we see Elsa Bloodstone will not be in a like horror movie or black setting and white or black and white. So like, I'm, I'm just glad that they did it. Yeah, me too. As it is like, we got this and like, if we never did it again, like it, a, it would be a shame, but like, listen, yeah. Like, I was like, I would, I, this is a rewatch for me. I would I absolutely rewatch this. I had like so much fun with yeah. it. And I'm hoping that like, if it's successful, yeah. I think it will be. Uh, Cause I think people are hungry for something different. I think mm-hmm. that like, especially in the light of She-Hulk, not like I'm bragging on She-Hulk, but like, you know, uh, 
it's divisive and it has its own identity. And so it's like, hey, something else. Like, oh, you know what? Like, um, I'm either digging She-Hulk and I want more or I'm not digging She-Hulk and I want something else. It either was, way, everyone's going to watch Werewolf by Night. Like, it was also like well-timed as much as I think they should have put it out the weekend or the like the week right before Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Like they did put it out in October, which a lot of people like say, treat October as an overall spooky time. I mean, so uh, like, what was it? The, the Hocus Pocus 2 did not come out in Halloween. No. Or, or in October. No, 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 so, but it came you know. out right on the cusp. Yeah, but it should have come out. It should have, but like, so like, I think that was really well planned on their part to be like, okay, we got to put this out now. This is when people will be more receptive, even if you're like, don't know who this character is or understand why it's black and white. Like you're going to be more receptive to it right. just because A, it's short mm-hmm. and B, it's like themed. It's, it's it's specific. It's specific to the time. Actually. Yeah. I was like, that was smart. We actually watched the movie um, with someone who had, zero context for context any of it. for it like is familiar with the mcu reads zero comics no idea yep. doesn't normally like like horror stuff and they enjoyed it yeah they enjoyed it and was able to follow along no problem yeah. so like if you have family or friends who are not familiar with this type of thing they can get into it yeah and tell them ahead of time like you don't need to see anything marvel related to get this nope. thing and they'll just enjoy it. Like yeah. th- that way they don't have to ask you every time. Like, who's that? Is that the somebody? only thing you get to do though, is that at one point, like reveal to them that like, Hey, that guy once like werewolf by night shows up mm-hmm. and like is who he is. You'd yeah. be like, his full name's Jack Russell and have <laughs> him cringe inside. Yeah, exactly. You know, his last name's Russell, right? Uh, oh my God. But yeah, uh, I, I loved it. I think that we're going to see after, because James Gunn directed a guardians of the galaxy holiday special, which is coming out, uh, which of course he is heavily inspired by the star Wars holiday special. So I'm expecting we're going to get musical numbers, dance numbers, um, uh, an overall special plot, guests. characters that will, oh yeah, special guest stars, uh, characters that will only speak in their native language for a full eight minutes to open the movie so that like you have. Just, Do you think it'll just be the Groots? I think it will be. Yeah, just Groots talking to each other. We got to get Groot back to his planet for Life Day or for Tree Day or Arbor Day, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's the plot. Uh, but no, I, I think that like this, this is a great idea doing like holiday themed uh, specials, but more importantly, hopefully this will be like where the one shots go, you know, because Marvel one shots, which are also available on Disney plus now, finally um, were fun. And I love the idea. And it's like, let's focus on this one character that won't cost as much. And it's like, great idea. Do that. Yep. You know, let's, let's see more of that. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm, 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 uh, I'm galvanized by this. Good for you. Yeah. This was, this was fun. I I think it was just the shot in the arm. Everyone needed um, to, to, you know, just, like there was not a lot riding on this. And I think that helped too. Yes. Yeah. No expectations. Up. It was like, Hey, there's something that's coming out. Like yeah. what? what? Oh, then, like, Oh, here it is. Month? Oh, like, I guess what? I'll just watch it. Yeah. yeah. No. Great. So hooray. Yeah. But I do want to see Jack and Ted again, mm-hmm. Elsa as well. Uh, those are the three that we see that are, are, have longevity. I would mm-hmm. love to see them come back. Uh, put Elsa in the blade movie. Yeah, no, absolutely absolutely you know by the way uh shout out to the title card creator yeah those were great they were great like having seen old movies that was so it doesn't look like weird no, it doesn't look like fake it no, looked ar- it looked yeah it looked like they made it in real life and filmed it like mm-hmm. good for you yeah uh and says every superhero movie should be 50 minutes <laughs> yeah right i mean like Ali Ali uh, Ali Ali says, "Hey, Sal and Tiffany, hope Hi. you were both well. I hope you were as well. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed Werewolf by Night as well as most of the recent She-Hulk episode. Did you? We haven't seen it yet. I still haven't seen the new She-Hulk. We didn't have time. We were so exhausted. We literally watched Werewolf by Night and then fell asleep. All of us just sitting there, like Ben on the couch, and we're just like, and then woke up and like, and it's like I have to go to work tomorrow. Like, it was just we were like, okay, okay, <laughs> let's let's wrap it up." Uh, 
Mordezai says, uh, as an Elsa Bloodstone fan, I really enjoyed the portrayal. Sad she didn't use a boomstick. Showed Universal how to make a good Dark Universe film. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. No, I listen, I get you. I just, I expect a little more, like I said, cheekiness. Yeah, yeah. From my Elsa Bloodstone, and I just didn't get that. But it really wasn't her movie. So. No, it's true. But yeah, no, the, the, the shotgun was key. Yes. And damn. Yeah. Ray far super stupid creepy weird stupid weird creepy Italian movies. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and good. I don't think so. Oh no, we're not good. Doctor J says, "Great scene, man thing." I'm still at. Uh, I'm still mad at DC for canceling the Swamp Thing show. Yeah, they ran out of money. They spent too much. They just they they screwed up. That was not. They didn't cancel it for for quality reasons. They over they overspent. Yeah, but that was. Oof. But yeah. Uh, Archer so FX. Uh, for real, Tiffany, I think you should read the first couple pages of Flashpoint Beyond, number five, because I think they perfectly summarize your problem with Dark Crisis as they are uh, even being another crisis. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, actually, yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> Girk Pectus, did you uh, go to the Sandman Audible event at NYCC? It was such an amazing, unique dream-like experience. Sorry I missed you there. Uh, only went one day. Oh, man, I'm sorry we missed you, man. Yes, yeah. we did see that, and it was, uh, it was really Yeah, we mentioned top of the show. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. Yep. Uh, so let's recommend some comic books that are coming out this week that we think that you should check out. Uh, obviously, I'm going to read Amazing Spider-Man number 11. We're going to see how that goes. Hobgoblin's back. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. That, uh, that covers creepy AF. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil number four, yay! Daredevil, uh, that's gonna be great. I know it already. Uh, Fantastic Four number forty-eight, uh, David Pepo's uh, Die Hard in the Baxter Building, fuck yeah! Uh, so that's gonna be great, or at least it's gonna be fun. Batman versus Robin number two. Um, I'm reading it. It's not a big commitment for me, so I'm happy to give it a try because, like, you know, Mark Wade, Batman. I know it's like it's kind of setting uh, what's his name back uh, a little ways, but you know, I-, I I need to read it. I need to see where it's going. Um, do a power bomb, do a power bomb number five is coming out so we got to check that out obviously um danny warren johnson dubbers doing a great job uh it's a you know clearly a visceral important book that means a lot to him uh love everlasting number three is coming out you should check that out if you haven't already uh and that uh you know it's a great book and uh you could read it on his Substack or you could buy it in the comic book store and uh you know one or the other i guess uh antivity take it away uh, Wolverine number 25 is coming out this week. Uh, it's a Judgment Day tie-in. We're going to be continuing our journey with um, Logan and Solemn, uh, you know, as Wolverine is set to be judged. So definitely going to grab that. X-Force number 32 is coming out. Judgment Day tie-in. Look at look at Craven being in there. Look at him go. Yay, Craven. There's so many Judgment Day tie-ins this week. And I knew that was coming just because, um, you know, we've kind of come to the end of the Gillen's main book until like yeah. that last issue comes mm-hmm. out. And then we're going to have an Omega issue, of course. Um, but Immortal X-Men number seven is coming out this week. Judgment Day tie-in. Um, but Immortal X-Men is a Gillen uh, issue. So for me, mm. you know, if, if you're not into tie-ins, that's fine. But like, if you like Gillen's work, it might be worth grabbing one of yes. those. Um, additionally, if you are just interested in all of the t- like Judgment Day stuff, I want to say that uh, Captain Marvel 42 this week is going to be a tie-in mm-hmm. to Judgment Day as well. Uh, AXE Death to the Mutants is coming out. It's a Gillen book all about Judgment Day. These are, for me, the closest to the main book. Yes. But again, Gillen has made it so far where you don't have to read any of these to enjoy the main. Um, guess what? There's another a couple more tie-ins coming out. Like Legion of X number six. If you wanted to know more about the fight on Araco between Legion and Euronos, this is the book. 
Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is, I believe is the issue where we're going to see that come to fruition. Uh, AXE Eternals number one is coming out. If you're a fan of Eternals uh, for the Gillen run of Eternals, you're probably going to want to grab this just because if you missed that book coming out, this is where you're going to get more of that. Yep. Uh, if you're interested in Once in Future, number 30 is coming out this week as well. This is the um, last issue of the this series. Is it. Yeah, this is it. So... You know, I, I was really okay. So while we were at New York Comic Con, I w- got to go to Dan Mora. I brought my book. He um, signed it for me. Uh, we took a photo together. It was very nice. Um, but I did note on his table, it was all Batman. No once in future. And Nothing. Th- that broke my heart. Yeah. So much. Um, I get it. You got to go where the money is. But once in future got you on the map. Uh, well, no, Klaus got him on the map. And yeah. Once in future brought him even further um but that that made me sad yeah like as like damn like no representation there uh, of this of this beautiful amazing story um and like some of like some of his best work in my opinion some yep. of his best work um if you're looking for namor i think there's a namor number one coming out mm-hmm. this week yeah namor the submariner is getting oh, a book additionally one more uh x-men or uh axc tie-in is coming out this week uh iron fist i don't know why <laughs> I, I literally couldn't tell you why. Right, like, who the hell asked for that? I, I I don't understand that. Okay. I mean, maybe there's something there. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just were like, hey, I want to do an Iron Fist. Book. Right. Why not? Let's see who's on the Oh, it's Alyssa Long. Long. Okay. Hey. Uh, I said hello to her. You She's did. Very nice. So, all right. Now I'm going to check it out. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, there is one more book that you uh, you you neglected to mention. Oh, is there? I'm surprised. I was so looking just for oh, Ghost Rider number seven is coming out. Sorry, I was only I was really looking. No, for you're the, looking for the Axe Times. Looking I get for the Axe Times to get them all out of the way. Uh, it's Ben Percy and Corey Smith on this. Um, the last issue was like the celebration kind of issue, and uh, now we're getting back into it. Yeah, fifty years of Ghost Rider. Yeah. 50 years of, of riding. cool tattoo yeah. ghost rider <laughs> riding around being set on fire and leaving situations yeah uh bb metalhead 04 loved the end credits of werewolf by night the layered effect and pulsing red light gave me a jack-o'-lantern vibe which is perfect for the season yeah the they were good they were good and tevia says hey sal and tiffany happy to meet you at new york comic-con was fun it was fun it's we got to so meet tevia nice. we yes. saw tevia people we did. it happened <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, uh, we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We are very lucky to have all of you. Uh, if, if one thing was certain, it was uh, about Excuse our... Excuse me. Yes, I do recommend Once in Future. Tristan, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is Gillen writing uh, Arthurian lore, but it's like uh, Arthurian lore uh, turned completely on its head. And uh, if you ever wanted to see like a kick-ass grandma... <laughs> It's not, she's not the main focus of the story, but she's there and oh, yeah. she's amazing. And trust me, that Dan Mora art, it's colored by Tamara Bonvillain, That's right. who's the only person who should ever color Dan Mora's art, in my opinion. Yeah. It is unbelievably amazing. I agree. So, yeah, definitely yeah. check that out. In fact, if you want to know more, there's a link in the comments right now, or the chat at least, in which Tiffany interviewed Kieran Gillen at New York Comic Con. Uh, two years ago i was so nervous talking about once in future so if you want to get uh the word the 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 words from the horse's mouth so to speak there it is he's incredible yeah he's such a nice person he was not in your comment this year which is a real shame uh girk pectus did you read avatar cbs loved seeing more lava ben no 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 uh, but yeah, uh, having a, a booth at least for a day or at least for an hour, uh, meeting so many amazing people and getting a chance to talk to them, take pictures with them and hear their stories was super incredible. Uh, getting a chance to walk the floor and run into more of you 
uh, was also incredibly humbling. And uh, we, we are so indebted to you and so thankful for all of you. Thank you so much for keeping us here employed uh, and, and allowing us to go on like 10 minute rants about the industry and, and, and talk to you about comic books. More importantly, it's just, yeah. uh, just, just making, making this industry keep going. Uh, thank you all so much for watching the show, for supporting us. Thank you to our super chatters for sponsoring the show, and we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of Off the Rack. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and of course check out everything else that we're doing. We got interviews coming out on CBR. Uh, we have one more left in which I talked to Greg Capullo for like a good long time, and we get some we get some serious scoops if yeah. they keep them in. I'm actually wondering if that's not why it didn't come out. I bet they had to cut a bunch of stuff, man. Let me tell you something. Yeah, Whoa. He, he dropped some science on me, and I was like, we were like, oh, what? People were like behind the camera, like, uh, what? I'm like, eh, okay. I'm like, you cool with that? And I loved it because his handler was there. The, they're like, hey, you got this, right? You're good. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then they left and the door closed and <laughs> oops. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Let's just say, I'm not going to give it away, but I will say you'll be seeing a lot more of Greg Capullo's art in the next year. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for watching. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.